Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. Yes. Yes. I'm extra excited about this one. I know you are too. Welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast, a podcast with humble beginnings many, many years ago. Two guys, a couple of rock and roll dudes meet for the very first time, never knowing they're going to become best of friends and create something magical and amazing that's going to last upwards of 12 years and 500 episodes. Those two dudes, myself, Aaron Camaro, and my main man right here, Chris Sinzak. Can you believe it? 500 episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong show. No, I can't believe it. It's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, it's it, it, over a decade, man. Crazy. That we're, yeah. that's what a long, strange trip it's been, right? Yeah. Wild, man. Who would have ever thought? Like, I think back to myself on that day that I met you, 
and not knowing really what was going on or what it was or what it was what it could possibly be same here and then looking at it now 500 episodes later and the people we've met the friends we've made the art we've created the music we've discovered not just for ourselves but for everybody that listens to this show pretty proud of all this man pretty damn proud yeah i mean if you're if you're tuning in for a regular episode uh forget that uh we're this is going to be a love fest for the two of us <laughs> so um, uh, we're, we're typically not egotistical people but this is like our one victory lap until we get to episode a thousand of course right well you know it's funny that you think about it and you go We've surpassed a lot of milestones already, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400. We've never really celebrated any of them because we're too busy worried about like we're we're in the moment of it. It's like when we talk to, you know, our favorite musicians or our favorite producers and say, wow, you were making history. You know, what was that like? And they go, well, it was another day at work, you know, and so for all these milestones, they're just more episodes that keep coming because we're committed or committable. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. It, it's rare that we get a chance to look back. I mean, it, it, I think we did it for episode 300 and that was fun, but now we're up to 500. I mean, it, it, it's usually it's knock it out, get on to the next one. Enjoy the, the feedback you get from the, the current episode, but really don't have to, any time to kind of really take stock and, and, see all the things we did and I, I put together a episode kind of master grid thing on uh, Google sheets that uh, I shared with Aaron today. And uh, it's got every episode we ever did. Now we're not going to talk about every episode we ever did. Cause this would be a seven hour long podcast if we did that, <laughs> but, and then we got to bracket buster. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. But I mean, I do want to make it clear that we started in 2011 and to bring back an old trope, the price of bacon in 2011 was $4 and 63 cents. Oh man. I missed that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I knew you'd get a That's laugh. Awesome. <laughs> so good. Oh man. I love it. Yeah. If it wasn't for Google and Wikipedia, we we'd be screwed, but, uh, the, the, they've saved our ass many, many times. And yeah. You're going to hear, uh, you know, we're going to go through like, you know, memorable episodes on our part, but also we wouldn't be continuing to do this without those of you that listen. And, you know, we had a lot of great feedback and we're going to play some clips that people have sent in some fellow podcasters, also listeners. And then, uh, we'll be reading some, some feedback from listeners, just a lot of great stuff. And if, you know, if nobody listened, it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. And, and, and you guys listen and and some of your memories are going to spark memories of ours. Cause I go through the episode master grid and I'm like, did we do that episode? <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, there's some episodes yeah. I actually forgot about until I started scrolling through. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah, there was a couple of things on there I was looking at where I was scratching my head. I was like, wow, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> but that's happened to me over the years where, like, friends or somebody would come up and say, you know, hey, on that one time, that one episode, you said this and that. I was like, fuck, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we get that a lot. And and also, depending on how many beers we've had, too. Right. And the fact, like you said, you know, it's, uh, hey, man, the new episode is up and out. Great. What are we doing next week? Yep. You know, <laughs> that, that's the routine. And it's 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 on to the next one all the time. So um, but no. Yeah. So we we do kind of get 
what the musicians we've interviewed have said or the producers where they're like, I just moved on to the next project. And it's that way with, right. when you're doing and when you're a content creator like we are. So it's it's like you have to. Yeah, it's fun to bask in what you did, but also you got to move on to the next thing. You don't, really don't have time to absorb it. And so this should be fun to kind of go back and revisit some of the, the stuff we did in the past. Right, because we learned early on we're terrible at banking episodes. You know, everything we do, we, we're excited about, and we want to release it right now. So we've, I mean, I've talked to guys, and God bless them for being able to do it. And they're like, yeah, I've got like 10 episodes in the bank just ready to go. You know, and we could never figure out how to do that because I guess we just get too excited about our episodes, and we love them so much, and we want to share them that it's just record it, put it out, record it, put it out. We've never... I. I think if we've been three episodes ahead ever would be the all time record. <laughs> yeah. I think a couple times we got to three. But that it but like it you know, and life would always you know, it's not just you know, doing rock and roll stuff and talking rock and roll. Life gets in the way and, and through a lot of the years that Aaron and I have done this show, you know, we were raising children and we're doing the day jobs and you know, it's uh, that life will get in the way and throw things off. And, and we've had some monumental, crazy stuff happen in our personal lives that have thrown things off with the scheduling. So uh, that's why it's a big deal to hit 500 episodes. I, you know, I never know that I never knew we would hit 500 episodes. It's just cool to keep going. But I, I don't know about you, but like I have no intention on stopping anytime soon. No way, man. I'd go crazy without it. You know, when I first met you and you sold me on this whole podcast idea, Chris Sinzak, you promised me fortune and fame. Still working on the fortune. But as we're going to find out here today, with all our friends chiming in and telling us how awesome we are, we've got the fame that counts. Well, I mean, there would be a fortune, but then I started Rockin' Pod, and that took all that money away. (laughs) (laughs) What else can I do to lose money on? But no, it's uh, but no, it, we've done okay for ourselves. But it, it's it's been fun, and I, you know, I, I love that we've always kept it as a labor of love. Because there are people that get into podcasting, yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm not making any money. I'm getting out." And it's like, well, that should never be your your main motivator for doing a podcast. Right? Yeah, you know, and people have come up to me and go, "Oh man, you've been doing this podcast for so long. You know, you must be doing good." And I go, "Yeah, we're great. We got like 500 episodes." They're like, "No, no, money." And I go. Oh, I don't know. I I don't even pay attention to none of that stuff. To me, and I know to you too, we do it for the love, man. The love of rock and roll. I mean, I'll always remember, and it's funny, and I always tell this story about me and Chris high-fiving over finding out that 50 people listened to our episode. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. You know, and I'll always remember that. So it doesn't matter, you know, how many people end up listening to the show over the years, or even if it's still around long after we're gone, that the first 50 people, I mean, we were thrilled with that. And if those were the only 50 people that ever listened, and I know there's a lot of rock podcasts out there that don't have the massive audience like we got, but it doesn't matter if it's 50 or if it's 50,000. It, it's all the same to me because the fact that we still do it, it's because we do it for the love. We do it for the art of it. You know, sometimes you do stuff just for the love and the art. And that's, I think, what makes you successful. Well, that's why we do a three-hour interview with Donnie V from Enough's Enough. I mean, it's, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's And then spend eight hours editing it so it's listenable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love you, Donnie. You were a great interview. But, boy, did that go off on some weird tangents. The condensed version was amazing. 
as the VIPs found out, the the long three hour thing was pretty far out too. Yeah, if you yeah become a DBG VIP if you want to hear about um, what what we got into like spacecrafts and aliens and all yeah. kinds of weird shit. It was a uh, was- afterlife experiences, yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. It's all there for you at Patreon. You know, we got Chris and Aaron shows coming out once in a while. We do our KISS podcast, The Torpedo Dudes. That comes out once in a while. And there's all kinds of extra content there. Like I said, if you we're famous, but we want to be rich. Little by little, you can help us out. And get yourself a whole bunch of extra content. Look up Decibel Geek on Patreon.com. Yeah. yeah. Oh, even if, if we could just do this for our job, I would happily live paycheck to paycheck just on that. You know, if, if I could make it Dude, work. Dude, if we could do this for our job, I would do this every single day. I'd get up in the morning, make myself coffee, call you up on the Skype or whatever, go live through Pantheon, and do it every single day if we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish we could. Um, but yeah, but we'll settle for what we can get for now. Um, so where do we want to start? Do we want to play, go ahead and start playing some clips from our friends? Um, well, I mean, we got geeks of the week and all that stuff. It it wouldn't be the 500th episode if we didn't follow tradition. Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. So this is kind of interesting. I got a dilemma here. I look at our reviews and our recommendations and I go, whoa, it's a hat trick again. Now, what happened to us the last time we got a hat trick? <laughs> we were so excited. We shared all three and then didn't get any for like the next month. Yeah, well, two of these are kind of older. So I was late checking the episode reviews because I don't typically check the episode reviews on Podchaser. Well, you know what? Fuck it. It's our 500th episode. I'm going to read all three. All right. But they're short, sweet, and to the point. And they go a little something like this. First one Oh, they're all three. Podchaser. Nice. All right, here we go. First one comes to us from Nate. Is that Bushy? It is Bushy. Nice. Well, this one's going to be good. Five stars, just the way we like it. Bushy says this. I've been a White Lion fan since Pride dropped. Such an underrated band, and I still say Vito is the GOAT. Better than Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, I said it. Loved your best of, hated some of your worst ofs. (laughs) i'm a big lover of till death do us part and damn it i used farewell to you on the senior class portion of our video yearbook in high school keep up the great work and see you bangers in march rock and pod beautiful awesome review i don't know about that better than eddie van halen stuff but yeah you can't question Vito as being one of the greatest guitar players of all time. You know, that episode gave me a whole new respect for White Lion. You know, there's some stuff in there that is really, really good. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, and it, it was interesting to record it because it, it gave me an opportunity to go back and listen to that catalog. And and, and my, my opinion had changed on some of the records, you know, some good, some bad, uh, which is it, it's another reminder of we're all getting older. You know, you're... The twelve-year-old you will will take in music and have different opinions of it than the forty-five-year-old you. You know, it's, oh it's, sure, it's very of course. It's interesting how your taste changes over time. You know, people grow, people change, yep. especially me. For somebody that never really gave it any kind of the credit that it was due, you know, to realize, you know, I need to put a bunch of this stuff in my iPod. Yeah. So I'm glad we did that. 
all the good feedback we got on it was kick-ass. One person I did not see comment, Chad Hill. Oh, he sent me a private message. Was oh, did incredibly, he? <laughs> incredibly gracious and thankful for us doing it for him. Yeah. That's cool. We were just busting his balls, but it was a great idea, and it worked out great. No, it was a great idea. Yeah, we, we need to do more of those. I, I thought it, it was fun. We do some weird ones. Like you said, we got to find somebody we don't like so that it's a little more fun. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We also got some uh, feedback on our Fresh Blood episode. Screaming Stevie G, five stars. These guys hit it out of the park every time. Got to love that. Thank you, sir. And then one more. New Noise episode comes to us from Screaming Stevie G. Most podcasts are extremely repetitive, but I never get bored listening to these guys. Always a good show. Mm, Gotta love that. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews and recommendations. You know, you can give them to us at Apple Podcasts. You can give them to us at Podchaser, like these awesome dudes did. And you can also give them to us as Facebook recommendations. We love them all. It's our favorite thing in the whole damn world. After 500 episodes, I think we're lacking a little bit on the reviews and recommendations. I know there's a lot more of you out there listening yeah. every single week that have not taken the time to do this. At 500 episodes, I say, you owe us one. <laughs> you do. If you haven't done it, <laughs> if you haven't done it, do it now. It's very awesome. I want to tell you guys, we are a proud part of Pantheon Podcast. Pantheon Podcast, they're the ones that bring you the Decibel Geek every single week for free. That's why we're broke. We ain't got no money give it to pantheon they say give it to them for free see that's what we've always done they say it works let's do it and that's what we do pantheon's got something cool going on right now a brand new pantheon podcast app that you can put on your phone it's one little click and it brings you all of it brings you decibel geek brings you cobras and fire brings you rock and or roll and now brings you a new show by my new friend christy Alexander Hallberg. She's got a new show called Rock is Lit. She's a rock and roll author herself, talking to other rock and roll authors about rock and roll books. You got to love that. I did some voiceover work for her, so you might hear a little Aaron Camaro on that. So check her out. You can find her on the Pantheon Podcast app, just right where you can find us. Give them a check out. You're going to like it. It's good stuff. And we love them. But of course, before we can get to the celebration we got to do a little celebrating of our own. We work hard on these episodes. We put them out. We have fun creating them. We love it. We feel like we're making rock and roll art. People are digging it. The people that love it the most, they know one thing. That as soon as we release the announcement on our Facebook page or at our Twitter account that says, hey, this is the new episode. For example, this one today, episode 500. You're going to see that. If you take that link and you share it or you retweet it, well... A list gets put together. Your name gets put on that list. People seem to love to do this because they get to hear their name every single week. They do it because we got people from all over the world that want to share the good news of the Decibel Geek podcast. And when you do it just that way, you are an honorary Geek of the Week. Geeks of the Week this week include Adam Cox, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Todd Cunningham, Keith Rockford, Paul Korn, Chris Fretwell, Simon Cat, Al Horta, Mike Parnell, Matt Ashcraft, David Glenn, Darren Parkin, Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Joe Lascon, Mark Alden-Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, Shay Hargett, Aaron Baker, Craig Turdich, J. 
Jeffrey Mendenhall, Sit and Spin with Joe, Mercy, My Love, Pantheon Podcast, and Andy Parker, James McElhenney, Kevin Northern, Jerry Soup, Aaron Baker, Mark Starsky, Jason Warden, Patrick Breen, David Glenn, Kevin Williams, Baco, John Phillips, Tim Bream, Nate Atchison, Bill Elam, Doug Fox, Gregory Muse, Jeff Taylor, Hakon Bergstad, Kevin's on Fire, Ernesto Aguiar, Whiting Guitar Works, Vet Halen, Jay Shabluski, Kristen Schimbeck, David Cathy, Will Honeycutt, Joseph Capone, Victor Ruiz, Scott Crouch, and as always, the Mooger the Fooger. Fooger. Man, I love it when that list almost kills you to read it. I'm glad you love it. That means a lot of people shared and retweeted our last week's episode. Thank you guys so much for doing it. It means a lot to us. Keep them coming. Keep the love coming the way of the Decibel Geek podcast because we've proved it over the last decade and 500 episodes. We're here for you. We love it when you're here for us. So help us spread the word. Bring more people to the party. Check out Pantheon. Join us on the Facebook conversation on the Facebook group, Decibel Geek Community. Likes on Facebook. All that good stuff. I am ready to celebrate. Yeah, let's do it. All right. 500 episodes. Holy shit. I kind of think we should start with a clip from what I kind of lovingly refer to as our sister show. And that is Cobras and Fire. Okay. Because if there's two guys that have kind of been intertwined with us since the beginning, it's got to be Devin and Baco, or Elsie and Baco. Excuse me for using your real name. Um, Oh, totally. I mean, I'm on every episode. You are. Aaron Camaro has appeared on Cobras and Fire more than any other person. That's right. More than Ron Keel. More than Michael Sweet. Aaron Camaro. And... You know, I don't, there's not a lot of podcasts I get to listen to these days anymore, but they are one that is kind of a must listen for me every week whenever they release an episode. So uh, I never miss it. And uh, let's hear from Elsie and Baco from Cobras and Fire. What up, Elsie? What up, Baco? I'm uh, just chilling here. I'm uh, listening to, re listening to all my favorite Decibel Geek episodes. There's, uh, there's 500 of them now. Did you, did you hear that? I did. I think we're going to be on the 500th one. I started adding it up, and that adds up to like 500 hours, basically. It's roughly an hour per episode, and man, um, mm-hmm. what a fucking waste. What a waste of my time, <laughs> man. 500 hours seems like a lot. That seems like a big waste. How many days of my life have I given up to Decibel Geek? Well, let me just uh, get the calculator out, adding machine. Hold on. All right. Carry the three, uh, divide <laughs> by two, um, and uh, Pythagorean theorem. All right. Looks like uh, it is about 21 days. Hmm. Solid. Wow. 21 days. So I'd, I'd have to stay but, awake the entire time. Correct. Okay. Correct. So so let's say let's say that's a work day. Let's just say that's a work day, huh? Okay. You want some more, more math? Sure. Okay. Let's say... Uh, 500, let's see, all right. If it was an average work day, that would be 62 work days, eight hours a day of listening to Decibel Geek. That's how much content is out there. That's almost like 21 (laughs) times three. Hmm. Anyway, what about this? What if we did it like this? Like, I only listen to it at work, but only while I do a little business in the bathroom, say an average of 50 minutes twice a day. So 30 minutes a day, how long Jesus. would it take me to, uh, so that'd be a thousand <laughs> days. So start uh, with that. How many days are we talking? So 1000 divided by 
Uh, wait, we already know. It's, it's 1,000 days. But there it is. What a, I don't know That's enough. That's enough math. It's too much for the people, Bucko. All right, fair enough. Uh, I got to say this, though. You know, they started doing the new noise show, and I, I, I think at this point the apprentice has now become the master. Uh, mm. The inspiration, I mean, and I, I got to tell you, though, you've been around over 10 years, 500 episodes. You start running out of ideas, and you start looking for other sources. You got to. At that point, you, you know you've been around a long time when you're borrowing, uh, taking some influence from our show. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I would definitely uh, go elsewhere next time. But uh, but yeah, it's good good to, good to listen to the new noise episodes. So we're looking forward to the top twenty five grunge albums and uh, knock, uh, knock slobbers. Knock slobbers. Sinzak's new football show is coming out soon. Okay, good. Yeah. So a lot of new new content coming your way soon. Yeah, uh, uh, Sinzak plus two. <laughs> there you go. No, it'll be like party of one. Sinzak, party of oh, party of two, yeah. something like that. Two, uh, two pick zero. That's a way to, but you know, three I'm, pick just, zero. It's, it's yeah. all, it's all, it's all there for you. Yeah. If you, need, if you if you if you need some more content, been listening for goddamn. It's been one thousand bathroom breaks. Yes, one thousand back <laughs> bathroom breaks. Um, <laughs> We use you guys as inspiration, too, because on our episode 500, maybe we'll stop talking on top of each other. What do you think? (laughs) That's not going to happen. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, congratulations on 500. Uh, Obviously, been listening since I think I came in around episode 20 or 30, but I've I've gone back and listened to everything, keep up with the show every week. And, of course, everybody knows our connection to Decibel Geek and and all that good stuff. But uh, 500, fuckheads, you've goddamn been around a long fucking time. Keep on trucking. (laughs) oh boy those guys are crazy (laughs) thank you guys and fuck you but thank you yeah thank you fuck you thank you (laughs) how did he know about the football podcast i was gonna start you asshole i swear i didn't tell loose cannon knob slockers knob slobbers that's 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 over over one of our ugly kid joe local h discussions right yeah they're kind of the mirror image of Decibel Geek. Bizarro Decibel Geek is what they are. Yeah. Never miss an episode. Always love listening to them. And uh, become, yeah. bo- they have become great friends to us uh, over the years, yes. especially with Rock and Pod. They, it's it's yep. always fun hanging out with those two guys. 100%, man. I, some of the best pictures I've taken at Rock and Pod have been with those guys. And Kentucky Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, Kid Kentucky. <laughs> um. But yeah, I uh, so I was going through the episode Master Grid, and uh, so I did the show starting April eighteenth, twenty eleven, which is odd because that's my brother's birthday. Um, that that wasn't intentional, but uh, I <laughs> hey brother, I got you something. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, listen to this awful podcast with me trying to uh, speak on a microphone. <laughs> An introvert gets a microphone. Great idea. Um, but I had that. Mitch LaFon was the first guest on the show, which came out on the 19th. That was Mitch LaFon's first ever podcast appearance. Yes, it was. It was for both of us. And uh, we were both kind of fresh out of the uh, fresh off the boat to do podcasting. And that's a good trivia. That's a good trivia question right there. Which two rock and roll podcasting giants both debuted on the same day in 2011? Well, they'll say Mitch LaFon and who else? <laughs> no um but no i i kind of meandered for a while i had some friends 
some local friends come on the show, and they're they're fun shows to listen to. But before I got into the podcast, I was doing a as I, I've mentioned in the past. But if you're new to the show, this will be new to you. I was writing a book about Vinnie Vincent, and this is back in 2011. And I started the book in 2010, and I had people that were probably, well, let's just say stalkerish, that were feeding me information about Vinnie, and. I got uh, I got about a hundred pages built of a book, and then my computer died and crashed, <laughs> and uh, I lost most of the material. And around that time, I got a day job and I got an iPod, and that's when I discovered what podcasting was. And I had these interviews that I conducted around t- two thousand nine, two thousand ten, with people that had worked or been involved in some way with Vinnie Vincent. And I still had these interviews on the Olympus Digital Recorder. This thing you used to have it had an earpiece that you would connect to a landline phone, and I, you would record your interviews through it. And I used to record the interviews through this thing, and I and not to use as a podcast, but to transcribe later for the book. But I still had the audio files from it from when I transcribed them. And I, when I heard podcasts, I was like, well, I could take this Vinnie Vincent stuff and make it into a podcast. You know, I can do that. <laughs> Vinnie Vincent saved podcasting. Well, Vinnie Vincent was a big reason why we started the show. And um, so I used that. And I remember I was on the message boards. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a Vinnie Vincent special coming out, parts one and two, um, in July of 2011. And... That's when I got my first legal threat from Vinnie Vincent um, wow. on his on his YouTube page. Oh, so we're celebrating two anniversaries today. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, he threatened me on his YouTube page, but then I talked to other people that I knew that knew the law and everything. They're like, "Oh, fuck him! You, you can do whatever you want. It's free speech." And Vinnie Vincent special part one came out July first, twenty eleven, and fourth of July, twenty eleven. I put out part two, and part one had Rick Fox and a guy named Kelly Raven that, that worked with Vinnie around the time Vinnie was helping Kiss with Revenge. And also on part two was Vic Radicich. I think I've got his name right. He ran the Vinnie Vincent fan forum. I had Mitch back on because Mitch had a lot of thoughts on it. Alex Michael, who you might know from Shameless. Oh, yeah. And the late, great Ed Roman from Ed Roman Guitars. He actually died like a few months after I interviewed him. Wow. And uh, Ed did a guitar deal with Vinny, and it fell through, and Vinny was being Vinny. And... But uh, those two episodes I put out in early July, and the numbers just skyrocketed. And that was when I kind of knew I had something on my hands and that yeah. pe- people were really wanting Vinnie Vincent material, <laughs> which they're still waiting for it. Um, but then I did and I had a two part interview with Rick Fox that came out after that, which that, that's a fun listen that goes through his whole history. Uh, I did a thing called Geek Wire with Mitch LaFon with Mitch trying to do news stories and stuff and that was actually your first episode in september 15th 2011 wait a minute geek wire yep maybe that's the name that replaces new noise we've had some interesting suggestions i'm trying to decide what we do with that okay awesome i'd like to see those Mm -hmm. so that was uh that was your first you you basically did the intro with me and um that was when for you, the Nashville Extra. No, it was for the Geekwire episode. Oh, okay. And uh, you were on board, and then the Nashville Extra. I did this thing called Nashville Extra. <clears throat> I think I only did two versions of it, and it was trying to support local rock bands here in Nashville, which 
I learned once I saw the numbers that people don't really care about that. So that geek wire was my live audition. It, it, yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Cause then we came back for episode 13. Yep. And right off the bat, we're talking about kiss and we did the top five non makeup era kiss songs yep. in the first real episode that we ever did together. That's right. And it did well. Think you know. You think you've seen it all. Well, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen the 10th anniversary tour of KISS. January 25th at the school. KISS will blow you away. Special guest Night Ranger. Rock and roll intensity. Get your tickets now at Tracks, Mother's Music, Dead Birdland, Chicho's, and the Skull Box Office. Don't miss Kiss from Whisper K94. And now, Deep Thoughts with Nikki Six. Obviously, you guys have toned down your private lives. Uh, do you still rock his heart? No. Eric Martinson, the vocalist of Eclipse, and you're listening to Decibel Geek Podcast. Then our first formal interview was Rust Dwarf from Killer Dwarfs. That's right, man. That was weird. Because we've like we've never done an interview before. And I one I always remember about this was like before we even started recording we're like excited to be talking to Russ Dwarf and we're excited because it's our first interview we've ever done together and we get him on the phone we're like hey Russ how you doing he's like fuck terrible you know we're like oh shit you know? <laughs> it was like oh man you know we're scared it was gonna go bad but it was just he had a bunch of shit going on at the same exact time but then everything calmed right down and he was super cool and it went well. It made us feel good. Like, we could do more of these. Yeah. And it was also a little jarring because it's like, well, it shows that podcasting is the interviews you get through podcasts are a little different than when they go and do a media tour on, you know, Brave Words, Blabbermouth, whatnot, or or go on, uh, you know, video shows and stuff. It was, it's a little bit more behind radio the curtain. Radio shows when yeah. they're on there for five minutes. Yeah, it's more behind the curtain, and, and Russ was really cool with his time, and I, I'll never forget that. He was really cool. That came out on my birthday in 2011, November 5th. Nice. Time to get myself something nice. Yeah. And then we did, uh, you know, then it was just kind of like trying to kind of find our way. The first Radio Suck show was January 11th, 2012. Wow. And that was your suggestion. Yeah, because at first we're just we did a couple of top fives, just kind of generic stuff. I don't know. Over the years, we just got a little, a little bit deeper. Because I mean, I remember at the very beginning when we both realized we were both Kiss nerds, that oh maybe we should do a Kiss show. And I remember thinking, hey, that sounds fun, but how long till we run out of stuff to talk about? You know, we should make it as open as possible. And that's why we've never really limited us, ourselves to, like, this is it, this is what we do, we don't deviate from that. So we even at the very beginning, you see, like, Van Halen discussion, you know, top six favorite basis, Eric Carr discussion, you know, things like that. And we're just coming up with stuff. And then over the years, that expands and expands. And so that's one thing I've always liked to do with this show, and I know Chris, too, 
you don't know what you're getting with the next episode. It could be a Radio Sucks. It could be a Fresh Blood. It could be an interview. It could be a Albums Unleashed. It could be, God, it could be a Camaro's Cutout Band. You never know. Yeah, we, you're, we're way overdue for another one of those, too. <laughs> yeah, we experimented with a lot of different stuff early on. That was pretty cool. You know, our second interview that we ever did, here's another piece of rock and roll podcasting trivia. In his first ever podcast appearance on episode 25, back in 2012, Eddie Trunk. That's right. Yep. That was February of 2012, and uh, Loretta Carr, Eric's sister, helped set us up with that interview. Yep. Did we interview her before that? Uh, yeah, for the Eric Carr discussion. Or was it after? Oh, this discussion. That's right. That was with Loretta. She was so cool. She's a wonderful lady, and 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 liked what we did, and, and you know, it was one of those. And I got you have to give Eddie credit. He, you know, he took a chance on us because we were brand new to the whole thing. So he was, he was, he was happy to come on and talk. And you know, uh, Aaron, Aaron made the joke, and I agree with it. It's like we, it was his favorite subject himself. Well, yeah. And then as soon as he got off the phone with us, he was like, "So you can just like interview people for as long as you want." like keep interviewing them you're not like stuck to like 15 minutes like i like this podcasting i'm I'm gonna look into this yeah, now he does a podcast all the time yeah yeah and he gets all the best guests because he knows everybody which is cool because he's he's eddie trunk and you know everybody picks on eddie trunk and we've even picked on eddie trunk every once in a while but man you got to respect the guy because he's been doing it a long time you know and he started out the same way we did you know just for the love of rock and roll and wanting to talk about it and wanting to know more about it and share more with people and all that you know so yeah for him to give us a shot that early on and not even really know what a podcast was pretty awesome yeah it was cool and then yeah we did uh but we experimented with a lot of stuff we did uh top five paul stanley song i had mitch on for that one and then uh the first year in review was 1975, and we made that one in 1983 single episodes. And yeah, Aaron called it right off the bat because he was like, there's just too much to cover here to make it a one-episode thing. And that was what started us doing year in review part one and year in review part two. Yeah, because we, being that we were new to podcasting and not really knowing how to do it, we thought, well, you got to cram as much as you can into about an hour. And we tried to do that, but then you'd come across stuff and go, well, there's just so much here that we could do so much more that we could add to this, you know? And then after a while, we go, okay, we're going to try 1969, but we're going to do part one and part two. Because 69 was a great year because there's a lot of the, the roots of what we all know and love nowadays. Yeah, I think that's the furthest back we've gone on any episode was 1969. Yeah, that was. I think that was a decision at that time. It's like, this is as far back as we'll go on these. Let's go ahead and knock it out. Yeah, but, uh, you know, during that time we had uh, Jan Kuhneman from Vixen on, which was a great yeah. interview, and uh, Jack Russell from Great White. That was fun. Yeah. Um, Jack was very open with us, and so was Jan, you know, both willing to go into kind of the behind-the-scenes drama that goes on with these bands. Um, and then... you uh, got to think, at that time, too, artists like that aren't used to doing those kind of interviews. You know, I didn't really think about that till just now when you're talking about that. Like, the difference from... 
like somebody like that that is used to doing radio interviews where you get asked like the same three dumb questions and that's it every time you know and then think they're going to do one of those interviews and then it turns into like an hour-long thing it was pretty cool and i think they even appreciated that where it was like Instead of asking me the three dumb questions, you know, hey, what's the new one like? And what what have you been doing since this? And what do you got coming up next? It's a real discussion of things where it goes back and forth, you know, and it's not structured in any sort of way. I got to think that they appreciate that, too, you know, and now that's become the normal thing to do. Yeah, and it's funny because back in 2011, 2012, it was very different at the time. Like there wasn't a lot of – it was a much smaller ocean of us that were doing these podcasts. And, you know, at the time getting – you know, getting an interview with one of these people and talking long form with them was very kind of a – it was kind of an interesting thing. Now they, they do them all the time. And like so – and I get – you probably do too. I get asked, why don't you guys do as many interviews as you used to do? It's like honestly because – a lot of them are doing the same interview over and over again on a lot of these other shows. You know, it's not, I don't like to chase down interviews anymore because you feel like you're going to get the same. Not that I, and I'm not dogging anyone who does do interviews now there, there's some great ones out no. there, but yeah. And that's, but that's the thing. There's so many great interviewers out there now. Like once somebody does one show and is interviewed awesomely mm-hmm. and then they do another show and they're interviewed awesomely what else is left you know (laughs) without you know what do you do just go to those those interviews and ask the same questions well then that's no fun either i'd rather not interview nobody at all well and that's kind of how albums unleashed came about because it was it gave us an angle you know it was it was kind of like well a lot of these interviews are career spanning interviews so it's you're going to hear the same answers over and over again so it's like if but if we do albums unleashed we focus on one album in one kind of tight time period it makes it a little different. And that's honestly, it was another way of getting interviews, but doing it in a different way to where it's fun for the, for the guest. And also it's something different than what the listener typically gets from a lot of other shows. So we always try to, you try to pivot and we'll go through that. As we go through this discussion, you'll see that we've pivoted a number of times throughout the years to, to try to, you know, try to, not to, and not that we're better than anyone, but to separate ourselves from what other people are doing. That's that's always been kind of the thing. Is like we do want to have kind of stand on our own as a different type of show from what you're typically getting, right? And do our very best to be our best to deliver the best show that we possibly can. You know, we used to do under the covers and Bizarro covers, and we haven't done that in a long time. That those are themes that we used to really we used to really love doing those covers shows but uh we haven't done that in a very long time that was back in the day when nobody gave a shit if you played a whole song by any artist anytime anywhere that was another thing it was very much more the wild west back in those days you could could get away with a lot more than you can yeah people would come to me back then and say so you're playing the songs huh we're like yeah you know they're like how are you doing that we're like it's easy you just add it into the edit nobody's ever said anything (laughs) i would imagine someday they will you know (laughs) and they did eventually and they did yeah but you know it's it was fun back in those days to do that stuff but then uh the first kissmas in july was in 2012 we did uh we did kiss covers for the first week and then or actually we did lydia chris first we had her on then we did she was awesome we did a kiss cover show then we had the Vinnie Vincent special part three. That's a, st- we should go into that story. So Robert Fleischman 
agreed to be interviewed and Robert had just gone on our friend Victor show Mars attacks. And I talked to Aaron about this. Cause I was like, this is not going to go well. Cause he agreed to it. Like literally the day after I listened to Victor's interview with him and he gave Victor absolutely nothing. Like he, he didn't want to go into anything about Vinny. He was just kind of like very short with it. Almost sounded perturbed to be asked about it. And I was like, all right, well, he agreed to do the interview. I guess I should do it, but it's probably not going to yield anything. So I tell Aaron that, and Aaron's like, well, I'm just going to sit out of this one. You go ahead and do it. And and then the next thing I know, Robert's just spilling his guts to me about every dirty behind-the-scenes story possible. And uh, he just let it all hang out, literally, and uh, like was talking mad shit about Dana and Mark and Vinny and everybody. It was, and I, I got done with the interview and I actually, I think I called you that day and I was like, I kind of wish you had been here for this because. Yeah. And after you told me, I was like, oh man, me too. Yeah. Cause I was like, he just gave me all kinds of gold and, uh, we put it out and that one did huge numbers too, because he was just, I hate to say it, but it's true. If, if you, if interviewees talk mad shit in an interview, you're going to get good numbers. That's just the truth. But yeah, that was an that was an interesting one. That one did huge numbers and um Robert was really open with me more than I expected. And uh that was that was a good one. Uh but then we did the cutting room floor, which was like demos, I think, or outtakes from KISS Records. Um Kissmas in July was a big deal for a long time. I don't I don't we didn't do it this past year, but um, no, we found out what we learned early on. You can't do a good Kiss podcast because eventually you run out of Kissmas in July stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we limited it to a month, and even then we were, and by the end of the month, believe me, both of us were like, I so want to not talk about Kiss this week. It yeah, was just like, it was just true. too much. you know. And it's <clears throat> tough to come up with really good stuff that, I mean, all the Kiss podcasts haven't done a hundred times, you know? Some of my best favorite episode memories are Kissmas in July episodes and people we've interviewed and kiss stories that we've got. And I mean, that goes on in the history. Yeah. So you want to play another clip? Yeah, let's hear another clip. Here's our buddy Bushy from the Plug Podcast. Production, too. Wow. <laughs> What's up, Decibel Geek? This is Bushy from the Plug Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. And I just want to wish you, Chris Sinzak, and you, Aaron Camaro, congratulations on 500 episodes, man. You guys uh, inspire everything myself and Metal Mike do. If it wasn't for guys like you and Ken Mills and the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, podcasting would be a boring place. Here's the 500 more, baby. Nice. I wish I could see the video where he's playing guitar while he says that. Yeah, he's a lot more talented than I give him credit for. Yeah. Man, I love Bushy. Awesome dude. Metal Mike, too, just celebrated a birthday. Very cool guys. Thank you guys so much for sending that in. Yeah, I I love him. and the, I'll never forget Bushy showing up at the first Rockin' Pod with clean shaven. and <laughs> No beard yeah. at all. And I was like, how are you going to call yourself Bushy and you don't even have a beard? Yeah, who are you again? Yeah, I think he had to do it for a job or something. But uh, but yeah, one of my favorite people to hang out with at Rock and Pot every year. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Um, Definitely. But yeah, and then so, you know, 2012 had a lot of interesting episodes. That was when we met Toby Wright and had him on the show. Um, 
lot of cool stuff. Yeah. We had uh, Ricky Rackman on the show. Bruce Kulick. That was cool. That was fun. Went to Bruce's hotel room and... and that was our first in-person interview we ever did. That's right. It was Bruce, episode 50, Bruce Kulick. Wow. He was in town to play a barbecue fest with Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. That's funny to think about, like, all that. Like, we brought in microphone stands and soundboard and computer and all these things. Like, I showed up, and it's like, you know, Bruce is just kind of sitting in the background while Chris and... uh who was with us? Was it Mark? Yeah, Mark. He was going to be our original producer guy. And uh, they're setting all this up. And it's like, okay, now we're all sitting in chairs. And we got, like, boom mics coming down by us and all this stuff. And it's funny to think back. And it's like, well, if we were to do that now, I'd just grab my little mobile Zoom recorder and we'd go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruce was quite a, quite annoyed by it, too. He was like, at one point, yeah. he was like, all right, guys, we got to hurry this up now. I have, I, I want to go eat lunch before the show. I was like, okay, we're hurrying. Yeah. You guys ever heard of Zoom? You should get one of them. Yeah. <laughs> he was super gracious and, and great yeah. with his time, and, and we had a blast talking to him, and that was a big deal for us. Like, we went out and had drinks together at a bar after that was over with, and that was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, Whitfield Crane was one that I, I felt like I was Santa Claus giving Aaron a gift when I had told him that Whitfield yes. Crane was going to be a guest. How would you like to interview somebody from Ugly Kid Joe? Oh, how would you like it if it was Whitfield Crane? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm I'm just going to say this before we move on. I still stand by it. That is one of the most comprehensive Ugly Kid Joe interviews you're ever going to find. But, yeah, that was was a lot of fun. We did... uh... I think it was 2012 we did yeah 2012 we did the Nashville Fairgrounds uh comic convention that's where we met our friend Mark Ballard and oh, uh, yeah. did the covers with attitude episode with uh D Brew and Corey at the time they had a show called the PWA show yeah and yeah. and they've made a lot of musical choices that pissed people off <laughs> and um that was fun and uh no those are good guys though Dave show blame your brother is actually coming to an end soon Oh, no. Yeah, they announced that episode 300 is going to be their last episode. Dang. See, it just goes to show. It's tough to keep a podcast going. I've seen a lot of them start and a lot of them disappear over the time we've been doing this. I know. We're the we're the cockroaches of podcasting. We just don't That's die. right. <laughs> that wasn't the analogy I was going for, but it probably makes more sense. Yeah, I know. Well, the, the cockroaches uh, and decibel geek will survive a nuclear attack, it seems like. Yeah. Remember remember back in the day when we used to turn over Thanksgiving to the Canadians? Yeah, the hostile hoser hijack. Yeah, that all started about that time. Yeah, Wally and Rich. Wally and Rich are two of our most awesome friends that we've had for so many years. Yeah, Rich used to run the Decibel Geek website, did a great job, and, and Wally was a writer on it. And, you know, it just it was the natural evolution of thing. And that the thing is that kind of blows me away is how many shows, not, not that we're responsible, but how many shows of people that were helping on different levels would wind up starting their own shows. You know, and, you know, Cobras and Fires won. They were originally writer for Decibel Geek, uh, CGCM, which is still going strong today is uh another one several shows have kind of spawned out from either decibel geek or rock and pod and that just, that just blows me away 
No, we don't want to take responsibility because, no. you know, there could be legal ramifications with that. But proud of our friends. It's it's the old joke, you know, hey, if these jokers can do it, anybody can. <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah, that's probably the, that was probably the main way of thinking. It's like, well, if Chris and Eric can do it, I can do it. Right. But mostly I see it as if these guys were writing for the website, I mean, that's rock and roll love right there. You know, they got they got it as bad as we do, you know. And so it was like you said, the next evolutionary step for them was to start doing their own awesome shows. And they all have. Absolutely. So I'm going to make sure I want to get some of the feedback from Facebook on here also. Uh, Kevin Williams from The Swear, uh, we we had put a thing out asking for feedback about, like, what are some of your favorite memories or episodes? And he says, well, Japanese metal, of course. Seriously, in the early, <laughs> in the early days, my gateway to the show was listening on, to Only Kiss podcast. And Chris's participation on a podcast episode is how I found you. So in the early days, the Where is Vinny episodes were really fascinating because of the seemingly missing mysterious character at that time. And let's not forget the greatest April Fool's show of all time. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, I'll say that all the all of the albums Unleashed have been amazing with your very real and down-to-earth interview style. And you always ask the questions that are in my head that you never get from mainstream media sources like mags, TVs, and, ra- and radio. However, nice. the best part of your show is really the two guys on the mics. Your chemistry together and cool ass and the cool ass dudes that you are. The Friday night live shows with Ron were legendary and showed another yeah. side of your humor. So happy to have befriended both of you. Thank you for inspiring me to start my own show. That's another example. And for welcoming me to the family of rock and roll podcasting, here's to another five hundred. Awesome. Our dude, Kevin Williams. Yeah, check out uh it- in Obscuria podcast. He, if you think we dig deep on stuff, he he takes it to a completely another level. Right? Yeah. And go back in our own archives and check out that Japanese Visual K episode we did with him. It's, what I think, one of the most educational things we've ever done, and it was because Kevin Williams came on and elevated our our brains, made yeah. us smarter that day. Yeah, he's he's so analytical, and he really dives deep into stuff to to find new music and and the stories behind it so if uh if you haven't checked out in obscuria it's worth your time because if you're a nerd like we are you'll you'll really get into it 100 percent uh let's see patrick breen he said hey chris and aaron congrats on 500 episodes of the decibel geek and here's to 500 more as for highlights for me it's all good the albums unleashed, Camaro's cutout bin, fresh blood, beat the geek, especially with Ron and Aaron putting one over on Chris. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh no, <laughs> no I'm blocked. Oh, it that's going to come up a few times in these uh, <laughs> these reviews of the show. I'm sure. <laughs> that's my personal favorite. Andy loves the episode where you guys go through what happened on your trip to Florida for the Dick Wagner project. I do have one suggestion. For a future episode, though, how about the best keyboard songs to showcase your love of keyboards <laughs> in tunes? I would have said sax tunes, but I know Aaron would have too many. <laughs> sax offenders. Anyway, thanks, Chris and Aaron, for all the great episodes, and thanks to Rock and Ron. You are definitely missed. Yeah, that's a, that's good feedback, and yeah we should talk about rock and ron it's uh it's been over a year now since we lost him 
And um, yeah, between you know Rock and Ron and Adam Cox and some other people that have you know kind of come into our lives as a result of this thing that we never would have expected. You know, it we've made so many great connections with people over the years, and it's uh, I, I've I've talked to people and I and I, I mean it. Like I never thought I'd make the best friendships of my life in my forties. Everybody right. looks back on high school and. Oh, I miss all my high school friendships, and those were the best years of my life. I think I'm in the best years of my life right now because of this. Totally. It's totally true. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i made more lasting friendships in the last 10 years than I ever did before. And I, I, as I mentioned before, I, and I've mentioned on the show in the past, I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. It's just weird that I decided a podcast is a good idea to get on a microphone and talk. But it's definitely enriched my life and made me somebody that I never thought I could be. And, uh, and, you know, to, to have Aaron come into my life and, and, you know, become great friends with him and all, everybody through rock and pot, all you guys that listen, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something I do not take for granted. It's, it, it's, it means a hell of a lot to me. Right. And it's same with me too. You know, I look back and say, what are the best times of my life? Well, being a radio DJ in central Wisconsin, there was a point in my life where I'd look back on that and go, man, those were great times. That was like a four or five year career. And I look at like the time we had the run of doing the big wrestling shows down at the fairgrounds where anywhere from two to 5,000 people would be packed into that arena and I'd be in the ring with the microphone hosting the shows. I think, man, that was awesome. But that was only like a three or four year run. Decibel Geek, man, we've been doing this for 10 plus years. And it's one of the greatest things that I've ever been a part of in my entire life. And to know that it was just you and I that created this and made friends that helped us, you know, and we helped other people. And, you know, it just became this massive community that manifests itself at Rockin' Pod, you know, and it's like, dude, best times of my life. I'm living it right now. And it's because of this show. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, and I don't take it for granted. It's, 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 I'm Mm-mm. I'm very lucky. I mean, I we're and we're both blessed to have great wives and families and very understanding wives and families. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you got that right. Oh god, especially when it comes to rocket pot over hey, here. For our 500th episode, I say, let's raise a toast to the wives who have Amen. put up with this shit for over 10 years and 500 episodes. Amen. Here's to the wives. Well, I say for every great man, there's a there's a greater woman standing behind him and rolling her eyes, and that's our wives. Exactly, our wives get all of that action. Well, speaking of friends, I wanted to uh, play a little clip that Ken Mills sent in, and also Ken Mills brought a special guest with him, so we'll play these back to back. Okay. Oh, the Podfather. Here we go. I am Ken Mills. I'm one of the OG podcasters. That's right. I'm old, and I have a microphone. Decibel Geek in the house. Congratulations to Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro, the dynamic duo of the Decibel Geek. Congratulations on 500 episodes. That is insane. Don't you guys have a life? What's the deal? Anyway, you've done so much good stuff, and thank you for being a friend to me and so many others out there. Seriously. I really appreciate you guys, and I hope that there's another 500 episodes from the mighty Decibel Geek podcast featuring the lovely Chris Sinzak and the lovely Aaron Camaro. Thank you, guys. I'm proud to call you friends. Be safe. Love one another. 
and keep rocking. Now, did they nice. send a check for this? So it cleared. Okay. This is Gene Simmons of the Rock Group Kiss, and you're not. And I'd like to congratulate the powerful and attractive Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro on 500 episodes. You know, what you guys should do, seriously, is just a bit of advice. You know, what you guys should think about doing is maybe do the final episode. Maybe call it the end of the podcast or something, and then, <laughs> you know, milk it for like three or four years and then come back you know by by popular demand and i think that uh you know you should do the due diligence and the uh the the wise fiduciary thing to do and uh anyway all kidding aside 500 episodes that's that's a lot of yakking 500 episodes congratulations aaron and chris and quit having people imitate my voice, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, man. Oh, they don't make them like Ken Mills. <laughs> no. I knew we'd get Gene on the show someday. Yeah, well, yeah, we finally did it. Yay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he chastised us, too, which makes it even better. That's um, great, and gave us financial advice all at the same time, right? Uh, but yeah, I'll. Uh, so uh, here's another comment, and that'll lead me into the next part of the discussion. So Amber Brooke, one of the five female listeners we have, oh, our one percenters, yeah, said, uh, "Love the Mark Slaughter interview. Uh, you guys pissed me off with the fake Vinny April Fools interview." And <laughs> says, "Crazy Joe Renda was another favorite. So many great, yes. great episodes. Keep up the the great work, guys." So we should talk about this, like, because you can't get the April Fool's episode anymore. I got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. Because I was trying to stay on Vinny's good side at the time because I was working with him on a business level. So but, that's uh, something legendary in the Decibel Geek podcast where, you know, you might have discovered the show yesterday. But if you <laughs> want to know about the April Fool's joke, that was the greatest of all great yeah. or the most terrible thing anyone could ever do. Because the reaction was the spectrum. Yeah. You'll never get to hear it. You had to be there with us at that time. Yeah, we did. Uh, we got, it, was, it was all my brainchild, too. I will take credit on this one because I, I had, and Aaron did not, Aaron, you were not crazy about the idea at first because I was going to string it along for like a month, you know, yeah. with, with uh, build up and hype and everything. Well, I think my my wrestling mind helped out with this too yeah. because like it was like no you can't do that because that'll make it obvious that it's on Saint, on uh, April Fool's Day. Right. But if you do it like this, it will appear as if, you know, it yeah. was it was terrible. And then and it's like, "Oh, well you need somebody to play the fool, you know? That that's I'm me. That's me. I'm perfect, you know? Cuz somebody has to believe this bullshit, you yeah. know, in order for it to seem believable." <laughs> but I was proud of the fact that we like originally said, "Oh, we're we're going to have it on uh March 25th. That was going to be the uh -huh. date." And that was kind of the way to throw people off the scent that it's an April Fools joke. But I kept kind of like making little, you know, I, I was making a lot of like obvious you know prediction or, or obvious statements on facebook but without saying Vinny's name 
and right. like yeah. you know, saying like, I never thought I'd have to do so much research on on an interview, and God, I, I never thought I'd have to research legal terms on an interview, and yeah, and, and people were like, oh my God, you're interviewing Vinny. And I'm like, yeah, it looks like we're going to do this on March 25th, but I'm really sick of this, you know, of this interview subject trying to change the terms and everything because it's totally Vinny. Right. And, uh, and then uh, after, as we got right at to March 25th, I'm like, well, it looks like our interview subject has changed terms again and we have to do it on a different day. So we're going to do it again. And then people are like, what the fuck? This is real? And it took the focus off that it was actually lining up to be on April Fool's Day. <laughs> I remember like explaining this whole plot and plan to my wife and talk about eyes rolling. Mm-hmm. That's what I got that day. You guys are nerds. So we and then we enlisted Ian Wadley to come in and do the to be play the Vinny part. But like I spent not once but twice. Yeah. So that that's that's another funny part of the story. So I spent like hours. I'm not kidding you. Hours going through Vinny interviews, trying to yeah. come up with with. I, I scripted the questions and the answers for it the was beautiful for the fake interview, just the way I think an interview should have gone with Vinny. Right, because that's what was the one thread through the whole thing. As ridiculous as this whole setup is, the the quality of the questions and answers was the one thread that held people all the way through to the end yep. to think maybe this is real. Well, and and Andy Kaufman is like one of my favorite performers and comedians and that was kind of made him proud that day that was the idea behind it was the andy kaufman thing where you're kind of like this is bullshit wait a minute this might be real no this is bullshit and that was what i was going for and but the thing is ian had spent all day recording with ralph for rock and metal combat and when we recorded this thing initially ian completely went off script yeah was drunk as fuck and was just like Decided to make fun of Aaron the entire time. He's like, yeah, I remember getting about a quarter of the way through it and going to Chris. I was like, this isn't going to work, no. you know, because I got this whole grand vision inside my head now Me too. because of what you've crafted, how it's going to go. And then it was like, dude, this isn't going to work. No. Nobody's going to buy this shit. No. And like we got done with the recording and like Ian sobered up the next morning and messed and texted me and he was like, I really fucked up last night, didn't I? I was like, yeah, you did. And he was like, I can do it again. So I go all the way back over to Aaron's house the next day and I'm like, just go by the script because I know yeah. this will work. And he did. He nailed it. And we had a voice changer on his voice and everything. And, uh, and like, so we put this thing out on April 1st. And like I called it the interview with two V's. So that yes. was that was my kind of roundabout way of, of saying, hey, it's Vinny, but not saying it's Vinny because I don't want to get sued. And, right, uh, yep. And also I knew that one of Vinny's favorite movies was The Godfather, so I used the font from The Godfather logo. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm such a dick. And uh, I, we put it out, and oh, my God. And it, the, the response was hilarious. Like, we... I even got a guy telling me that he would beat the fuck out of me if I was in front of him. He was so mad yeah, at me about yeah, it. Yeah. Was, I remember I remember the message, you MFers, yep. I took the day off yes. the work for this. Yeah, and I'm like, you took the day off the work day off of work for something that you can just hit play on at any time? It wasn't a live stream. And I was like, No. How was that pissing you off? But yeah, I I lost a couple of friends over. Even Matt Porter was mad at me. <laughs> you know, he was like, <laughs> he was pissed. Out. He's like, oh, I fucking hate you for this, but at the same time, it's brilliant. 
Um, yeah, see, that's what I said. It ran the spectrum of that was brilliant to we fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we I had, will never listen to this show again. We had serious conversations behind the scenes like, should we really do this? Because, like, we've done so much on Vinny. Like, people are really yeah. having trust in us but about that this would be Vinny. But saying it's too funny not to not to do, and uh, and it it went over hilariously. I think we lost a few listeners, but we gained a lot more because of the humor. Yeah, you know, I think so. <laughs> um, but we weeded a few people out. <laughs> yeah, but then of course you know everything comes full circle, and then Vinny decides he's going to come out of hiding, and then 2018, and then like we're like, well, we should be there for this. And like I, you know, we'd gone back and forth with threats from him, and then I was like, "Well, it'd be cool to be there. We're kind of the Vinny podcast, right?" And right. His, I had conversations with his lawyers. I'm like, "Well, we don't know if we want you guys there," and blah blah blah. So we kind of did some. I'm not going to say we were faking it, but we we did some more positive episodes on Vinny, and that got us back in his good graces. Well, and, the thing is, is you know everything with Vinny Vincent. I mean, up to nowadays, I guess, never questioned the playing or the artistic ability or the songwriting ability or any of that. I mean, we've always praised the guy for his musical ability. Sure. An amazing player and writer. Yeah. No, I, even to this day, I still listen to that stuff. That's never been the issue. And uh, but we got on the good side and then got allowed to go to Atlanta and met him. And like this is another thing from Decibel Geek, like where else would that have happened? You know? And we met him. We got to be friends with his guitar tech, Bill Temple. And, you know, Aaron had several um, Bloody Marys. and and, All them Bloody Marys were good down in Atlanta. Yeah, and got on his good side. And Aaron was making him laugh. And, you know, he was like, well, I wouldn't mind coming on the show. And then we got the interview. And the real interview, not the fake one. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, we did an album's Unleashed on the first Vinnie Vincent album. And, uh it went really well. We we did we high fived after doing that one. I remember that. Yeah, because it was crazy to think even back then. Like now, it's the same feeling I get of doing five hundred episodes. And I remember Chris coming and we're doing this Vinnie Vincent stuff. And he goes, "Do you think we'll ever get Vinnie Vincent on the show?" And I thought about it for a second. I was like, "Yeah, I bet we will. You know, eventually, it's yeah. bound to happen." I never right? believed you either. And then eventually it happened, and it's like, I think we high-fived it when we got the uh, the confirmation that it was actually going to happen. And I was like, dude, I told you. And you were like, I can't believe it. Well, we, we, high, we fi- high-fived after the interview was over. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he agreed to come to Rockin' Pod. No, hey, guys, no matter what, I'm going to be there. You oh, can yeah. count on me. I'm your friend. I still have the audio clip. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's a whole episode on, unto itself. But yeah, anyone who's listening Several. to the show for a while, they they know the the story behind that. But uh, it was it was still cool though because you know we we kind of did the investigative reporting thing for years on him, and but always with always with a soft touch because obviously Mark Slaughter, Bobby Rock, and other people, Rick Fox that worked with him are going to have their own memories, and that was the way we've always come about it. It's like we're switzerland on these things you know if if you had bad things with that that happened with him you can say it on the show we're not going to tell you one way or the other but i always think you know and aaron always made a 
a case of at the end, if Vinny wants to come on and state his side of this story, he's more than welcome to. We always did that. Yeah. You know? And and we always praised the playing and the writing. And I, I still don't I still love the stuff he did, even though he's a schmuck as a person. I still love the music. You go you have to separate the art from the artist, you know. Do you think Vinny Vincent ever heard the April Fools episode? I oh I'm sure he did. I mean he he's he follows all of that stuff. I, I, that may have yeah. been a big player in why we were probably going to get banned from that Atlanta convention. Um, it could have been a big thing of why he let us in. You know, you guys are fucking assholes, but that was brilliant. Well, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't get the feeling he has a No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> no. I think you're giving him way too much credit in that game. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, then I tried to work with him for Rocket Pod, and we all know like he tried to pull the same stuff on me that he did on other people, yeah. and I'm like, ah, I know better than this, and goodbye. And then I, I went on Decibel Geek, the show you're listening to, and said how I felt. We worked so hard to get him to come back, and then he did come back, you know, and yeah. he came back to open arms, and it's like, this is great, yeah. you know, we were a part of this. And then, obviously, this is going to work, and then it's like, oh, nope. No. This is the Vinnie Vincent everybody you've ever interviewed told you about. That's, I was at a record show today, and I got on the subject with one of the record vendors about him. And um, I was like, yeah, I wish people would. He was at Creatures Fest also. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, just seems like that guy's his own worst enemy. I'm like, I tell people all the time. I'm like, the rumors are true. Whether you want to believe me or not, it just he just continually perpetuates that whole thing like, I want, you know, if anyone that wanted him to succeed, it was us, you know, right. We wanted nothing more than for him to come out of the whole thing and like have a new path and, and do great. And you know, he, he hasn't changed. He's the same person he was back in the day. Oh, Vinny Vincent. There ain't nothing more fun for me than to talk to somebody outside of the podcasting world. That's kiss fan and go, Here's something interesting you might not know about me. Vinnie Vincent hates my guts. And they're always like, what? You know, and it's always a great conversation <laughs> to people that aren't in the know. And then a three-hour conversation in zoos. Yeah, I uh, mm-hmm. I still could write a book. Maybe I will. Who knows? Probably should. He's back. Welcome to my Nightmare returns. Alice Cooper. Tonight, Friday the 13th at Civic Auditorium. He survived the guillotine of a hanging. Then he defied the electric chair. Alice Cooper is back. The telephone is ringing. A sinister sideshow of pleasure and pain. The legendary Alice Cooper show. Now, now he's back with a whole new bag of tricks. With a 19-foot bull constrictor. With very special guest, Tesla. Returns the infamous Alice Cooper, the man behind the mask. Good tickets still on sale at the auditorium. All Brandeis, ticks, all pickles are charged at 342-7107. Tonight, Friday the 13th, he's back at Civic Auditorium from Jam and Feline. Don't miss Alice Cooper. And now, Deep Thoughts with Gene Simmons. Some days as I sit in my palatial mansion, reminiscing of the thousands of women that I've ruined for other men, the truckload of money that I've made, power and the excellence of being a worldwide rock god, and the millions of men that would give their left nut to be me, and all I ever really wanted was for someone to hold me. 
Hi, I'm Keith Richards, Hotel Room Television. And you're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right, that's about enough Vinnie Vincent talk for me. You got any more clips? Yeah, let's listen to uh, something our buddy Josh Toomey sent in from Talk To Me. Uh, love Toomey. Joshua Toomey from the Talk To Me podcast here, wanting to congratulate you guys on 500 episodes. And as someone who has done many, many episodes myself, I have to say it is a huge undertaking to do 500 episodes of the Great Decibel Geek podcast. Two things that make you guys great, Chris's knowledge of music and Aaron's amazing musical taste. Uh, I've never seen somebody go to bat for Ugly Kid Joe and Tough more in my life, and I absolutely love it. I love Aaron's passion for bands that uh, I didn't even think people liked. (laughs) But you guys are great. I love seeing you guys pop up in my uh, podcast feed every week or every other week or every 10 days. Or whenever you guys decide to put it out, you know, that that wonderful time of like a 10 p.m. on a Friday night, that's prime podcast release time. But uh, always great to see you guys in my feed. Uh, You know, we've loved, we've lost with Decibel Geek TV. Rockin' Ron Runyon, rest in peace. He was a huge part of Decibel Geek and he will be missed. I came into you guys on the Perry Richardson episode. Uh, Found you guys doing some uh, looking, actually looking for Vinnie Vincent stuff. So happy to find out you guys were some nice Nashville, Tennessee boys. No matter what your football alliances are, uh, you guys will always be my friends. And uh, you guys are an inspiration to all of us little podcasters out there to keep doing and trying and and keep moving forward. Aaron, I'm so glad you you found Chris on Craigslist because uh, my co-host found a lot of other things on Craigslist. And it wasn't co-hosts. It was probably some sort of venereal disease. (laughs) (laughs) so from the talk to me podcast to the wonderful decibel geek podcast congratulations on 500 episodes here's to 500 more take care guys yeah love josh to me man i'll never forget when i first met him what was it up in was it farm rock or was it lita ford well it was yeah farm rock yep okay so josh to me comes up to me and goes hey are you aaron camaro from decibel geek and it was like the first time that anybody had come up to me and recognized me from Decibel Geek. You know, and I'd been used to that from radio, and I'd been used to it from wrestling, but it had never happened before. And it was Josh Toomey, and he was just starting up his. And, you know, for him to say, oh, this little podcast, I will say Toomey has probably passed us up at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's on not fest. So, you know, he's he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah. You know? To be a guy that started at about the same time as we did. And you talk about passion for music, you know, Toomey's got it. And when I go on vacation, I plan to go see Josh Toomey. And and when he comes to town and plays with his band, who are the two guys that show up, you know, besides the fans of the band from back in the day, Chris and Aaron are there. Yeah, that was a fun so, night. Awesome friendships we've made. Yeah, and I love what he's doing with the. Uh, Chris Aiken on Talk To Me. Chris yeah. Aiken was a good choice to, as the co-host on that show, and it's always fun to listen to their show. And, yeah, Josh is cool. We bust each other's balls constantly between texting and talking about football. And, yeah, love that guy. Anytime Josh or Chris Aiken's been on the show with us, it's always been a treat, and it's always been a lot of fun. So that's, you know, that's the other part of all this. It's the friendships that we've made, you know, knowing that no matter what town – Anywhere almost in the world that I am, if I break down or if I'm in trouble or if I'm stuck somewhere, 
I got friends that are a phone call away. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Got some more comments here on the Facebook. We got one from James McElhenney that says, Congratulations, guys. I'm really glad I stumbled upon this podcast so many years ago. I've spent many hours listening to you guys at work, enjoying the interviews, agreeing and disagreeing with opinions, and discovering new bands. Most of it's been like hanging out with my old friends back in the day, talking about jamming to the music we loved. Congratulations again, and get to work on the next 500. Wow. That's James J. McElhenney. Yeah, you know, you recognize him from Geeks of the Week all the time. That's right. Another friend of ours, uh, Mark Starsky. Who we've oh, good. You're going to read this one. Yeah, I'll read this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the hit on this one. This is long. Um, but brings up a lot of good memories in his comment. He says, uh, thanks, for dis- thanks to Discovering Decibel Geek, I was able to survive my first post-military retirement job. It was like listening to myself and my two best military buddies geek out about music and concerts. Plus, by listening to you guys, I've expanded my music library immensely. Listening to you guys over the past six years since I didn't discover the podcast till 2016 has been a blast, and here are a handful of my favorite moments. Number five, rat discussion with Alexi Lawless. That was fun. Mm, yeah. Uh, not, not only am I a huge rat fan, but this was the first episode of Decibel Geek I ever listened to after discovering the podcast. Alexi was awesome, and to hear an episode about the whole rat discography. Number four, all the Gary Corbett episodes. Such Amen. a down-to-earth, non-egotistical guy. Listening to his stories about touring with Kiss and hanging with Eric Carr were priceless. Yes. Number three, Toddzilla's episodes. <laughs> I may not live in Nashville, so I've never seen him play live, but for someone who has engulfed himself in music for his entire life, listening to him tell stories about his life in music is so much fun. What a great personality. Podcast gold. Toddzilla rules. He does. Number two, Albums Unleashed. What a great concept, and to get the behind-the-scenes stories from people directly involved with each album is awesome. Some of my favorites off the top of my head include Ricky Rocket for Look What the Cat Dragged In, Stevie Rochelle for What Comes Around Goes Around, This Guy Should Have His Own Podcast, I've been telling Stevie that for years, Uh, Michael Wagner and Rachel Boland for Skid Row, John Karabi for Motley Crue, and Michael also for Dog Eat Dog. And then, of course, he says, 1A, hosting the episode of 379, This Is Your Life. I had the idea in my head for that concept for a couple of years. Then when you asked for donations for Rockin' Pod, I figured that was my chance. I put in hours of work and research for that episode, which gave me a whole new respect for you guys whenever you did an in-depth episode. Then as I'm about three-quarters done with my research and about two weeks before recording day, your website goes down. That was my fault. Um Almost gave me a heart attack. Luckily, I was able to complete my research through one of your link podcast sites, Stitcher. Had so much fun recording with you guys, and I was so proud and relieved that the episode turned out so well. So good. And then 1B, meeting up with you guys for dinner and beers while I was vacationing through Nashville. By listening to you guys for five years up to that point, plus recording an episode with you, I felt as though we were long-lost music buddies. But finally meeting up in person, hanging out, and talking music and concerts was great. And I hope to meet up again in the near future. Rockin' Pod 2023, maybe? Congrats on episode 500. Chris and Aaron, an awesome accomplishment. Here's to 500 more. And then he added a comment after that. Uh, One episode I forgot to mention. It had me laughing so hard throughout the whole episode. I had tears in my eyes. The Beat the Geek Geek with Rock and Ron was great, but that was more of a big laugh at the end when the buffoonery was revealed. (laughs) Episode episode 337, Top 5 Worst Kiss Songs. You guys were comedic gold that episode. 
the comment you made about those all those bad Kiss songs was hilarious. That's definitely a go back and listen again episode. Nice. See, that's what I was thinking too. If we'd have really been smart, we'd have had Starsky like put all this together for us, curate the 500th episode. Because his episode that he did with us, man, he donated to Rock and Pod to be able to do that. And to me, when I look back, that's one of my favorite episodes we ever did. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, and, and it was it was kind of a shock to us but to have somebody come back to us going, hey, you know, remember when you did this? Remember when you did that? And it's kind of like right. half of them I'm like, no. <laughs> but it was it was good to be reminded of that because we mentioned at the outset of the show, it, we're always on to the next episode, so it's kind of hard to retain everything that we've done. And, uh, you know, he's a he's a true fan of the show, you know, really, really picks up on a lot of stuff and yeah. and a great guy. It was was great to meet up with him in person and uh, love that guy. It, just the, the friendships we've made throughout is, is just amazing. And he's in a special, special club, also accompanied by Loose Cannon and Baco, people that have actually gotten a ride in Camaro's Camaro. That's true. <laughs> and I gave him a ride back in my Dodge Journey to uh to the place he was staying. <laughs> oh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not as exciting as Camaro's Camaro. I mean, I did the, I do the best I can. Come on, give me a break. Nice. Um, All right, here's another one from Jamie Roberts, you know, the sentiments the same. The Todzilla episodes were thoroughly entertaining. Great storyteller. He should be on at least once a year. Congrats and thanks for doing what you do. It's all good. He's right about that. We need to get Toddzilla back on. We are overdue for him, and he's got a show um, next week at Eastside Bowl. I think I'm. Oh, gonna that's coming up already. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah. go to that too. Why don't we meet up there and hang out? Sounds good, man. Sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, Toddzilla. You, you can't ask for a better person and a better storyteller to to come on and talk stuff. It's that was so cool hanging out at your house that day, the first time we had him on, and he's talking about his Van Halen history. But he had a guitar and amp set up, and he's playing yep. little riffs and stuff. That was that was amazing. That was great because like I don't know how it's going to be because the interview everyone is different. Yeah. And he's comes to the house, you know, and he's Toddzilla. He's done up to the tops, you know, the way he always is. Because that's the real Toddzilla. And he walks in, and he's got a guitar, and he's got a little amp. And I go, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be amazing. And it was. His story about the girl he went to the show with, boy. that is. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that. it. Yeah, if, yeah. There's a, if there's a top ten stories <laughs> that were to- ever told on Decibel Geek, Perry Richardson's probably got spot one, two, and three. Yeah, that's But true. after that, <laughs> it's all Toddzilla. And maybe Crazy Joe Renda. Yeah, those are like some of the best stories we have ever had told on. Like Perry Richardson, I should mention, like even if you're not a Firehouse fan, because even Aaron wasn't a Firehouse fan, but I got Perry on because he was local. And, of course, Perry's now in Striper. Well, we met him at a show, and our old friend Billy Hardaway was with me, and he goes, hey, isn't that Perry Richardson from Firehouse? And I said, I'm not sure. He goes, I'm pretty sure it is. So I go, Hey, Perry. And he turned around and looked. And I said, hey, man, I'm Aaron from Decibel Geek. We'd love to have you on the show sometime. And he was super cool. Oh, he and was that's amazing. that's one crazy thing about podcasting and, like, the the promotion of podcasting and stuff that I'll never understand is, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. Like, Toomey's awesome. Like, Toomey could fart in his microphone and Blabbermouth would pick it up. 
Oh, yeah. But we got Perry Richardson on the show telling stories about how Allison Chains almost beat him up in a bathroom <laughs> and how Ted Nugent put a pistol to his head. Yeah, nothing. Crickets. Yeah. Yeah, I sent that to every fucking major news site. I think maybe Brave Words did pick it up. I'll give them credit. But, like, Blabbermouth and the bigger names didn't pick it up. I'm thinking, this is gold. Why would you not pick this yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. but It's it was, so strange. Uh, it's like one of those weird uh, internet algorithms that you'll never figure out. That's like, one day you're number three. The next day you're 103, you know? Yeah. Things like that with podcasting. You just will never figure out. So don't pay attention to that kind of stuff wow. and just continue to be the best podcast you can be. Yeah, I, I stopped following all that stuff a long time ago. But, yeah, it was Todd Zilla, I, it, you know, and we found, you know, to, to bring up Gary Corbett, you know, it's like yeah. the people that are more behind the scenes tend to have the best stories. And, it, you know, getting a big star is fun and all, but a lot of the time they're going to be guarded. They're not going to tell you. <laughs> the dirt and where the bodies are buried. Right. But but you get a Gary Corbett, you get um a Kenny Barr who was Kisses Roadie. Yeah. You get um or Moose, Peter Orakenzo from right. you know, the Kisses early days. You get the best stories. And like Pixie Pi- Esma. Pixie. Yeah. And Pixie Pixie was a treasure trove of stories. You know, those are to me, I don't care if it's a big name. If I get great content, that's what it's about. It's right. not a, I don't care if it's a big, uh, yeah, I'd love to interview Rob Halford, but I doubt I'm going to get stories on the level of what Pixie Esmond gave us. Right. And that's always the fun thing too, because, you know, Gary is the perfect example where yeah. after we did that interview, he was like, oh shit, I forgot we were recording this. <laughs> yes. He sent me a message uh, the day it came out. Because I told him, I was like, you know, you were pretty forthcoming in that interview. He's like, right. oh, it's fine. And then, like, like are you few... sure? Because we can edit yeah. this, you know, if yeah. there's anything you're not comfortable with. He's like, nope, nope, I said it. Yeah. Let it go. And I, I still remember his words in the email. He emails me, like, a few hours after the episode comes out, and he goes, holy shit. Did you guys inject me with sodium pentothal? You can actually hear me forget that I'm being recorded. And I felt bad. I was like, oh, no. I was like, uh, I was like, did I screw up? I'm like, do you want me to take it down? And he was like, no, I said what I said. And it's yeah. not like I'm ever going to work with those guys again anyway. So fuck it. Leave it up. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I and that's the so thing much. with a guy like Gary, you know, and he was stationed here in Nashville around in the area, just like we are. And became more than just somebody we interviewed one time. Because there's a hundred guys out there that fall on the list of yeah, we're, they were we interviewed them one time. They were super yeah. cool. But Gary Corbett became a real friend of ours. Yeah, after that, totally. and it started with that interview. Like he yeah. was so in vibe with us, and we were so in vibe with him that the conversation was as real as it gets. And he was so comfortable with us that, like he said, he spilled his guts, forgot he was recording. You know what? Half the time when we're doing these interviews, I forget we're recording because sure. I'm just blown away that I'm getting to talk to somebody like Gary Corbett. And Gary Corbett's yeah. telling us all these amazing stories. So yeah. that's really, I think, the secret of a great interview is to get so deep into the conversation that you don't even think about that there's a thing sitting there recording all of us. Sure. And yeah, and and Gary became a real friend of ours. Yeah, and it was when I started Rock and Pod. I remember talking. I bended his ear on it because, like, this is somebody who's worked in the industry, and I was like, 
do you think this is a stupid idea? And he was like, no, I believe in you. I, I know where your heart is, and I know that you have a passion for this, and you can do anything you want to do. Like, Gary was great at motivating me, yeah. um, and I missed that about him. And, like, he, I, you know, he gave me a ride home from that first interview um, when we were talking about a lot of it was about Eric Carr. And yeah. we're giving a ride home, and... and He's going on and on to me. You know, I even got better stuff from him off the mic, of course. And he's going on and about how Eric would tie himself up in knots about worrying about things or not thinking he's enough. And I told him, I was like, I kind of confided him. Uh, and, you know, I'll do it now here because I've had a few beers. But uh, I was like, well, I'm kind of that way, too. And I'll worry about how I come off to other people. And he he looked at me seriously, and he's like, you have to stop doing that. And he's yeah. like, Eric died young, and I'm convinced that stress and anxiety was a big part of what led to him dying young. Wow. And he's like, you have to believe in yourself, and you're not going to please everybody all the time, but you have to believe in yourself and move on. It's right. like, don't twist yourself up in knots over trying to please everybody because you'll never win. And um, I'm still working on that, but it was good advice, and I still go back to it a lot of times when I'm having a hard time. So he um, he was a great person. We were there yeah. for his memorial service, and yeah. there was a lot of love in the room for him. Yes. And um, we miss him dearly. We miss Rock and Ron. We miss Adam Cox. There's There's been a lot of great people that we've been lucky enough to cross paths with just through doing this podcast, you know. Yeah. Totally. You know, and that friendship with Gary Corbett, man, that went both ways because I remember when he was going to do one of the uh, rare hair jams with Tyson Leslie. Yeah. And he says, hey, man, what are you doing that night? I said, well, I don't know. And he says, uh, I got to go down here and do this thing. He goes, but I don't know if I know anybody down there. And I said, oh, Gary, I'm sure you do. And if not, everybody. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows who you are. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, would you come down and hang out with me for a little while before, when we get down there? I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, anytime to hang out with Gary. You know, I twist up a couple of joints and hop in the Camaro and <laughs> off we go, you know. And it's the coolest thing because we were hanging out and we were out in the car in the parking lot listening to Humble Pie, you know, talking about music. We go in, everyone's like, Gary, you know, and he was, it was like watching, you know, uh, Harry and the Hendersons go back to his family. It's like, see, you were, they loved you all along, you know, you yeah. had nothing to sweat, you know, and he goes, all right, awesome. You know, and I watched him play and I text him and say, Hey, I got to go, but I hung out, watch your song, but I got to hit the road, you know, and I mm -hmm. felt good about being there for somebody like Gary when he didn't have nothing to worry about because everywhere no. he went, that guy, everybody loved that guy. Yeah. You couldn't help but love him. He was yeah. such a great person. Yeah. And always believed in us and always, you know, was there to give a pep talk and a kind word and, you know, he yeah. just, I miss him a lot. I miss Rock and Ron. I miss yeah. Adam Cox. And, yeah. You know, so many people. And that, that maybe that's the hard part of, of being doing this for so long is you do end up losing people. And, um, you know, that, but it's good to reflect back on them and remember that they're not forgotten. You know, right. We'll it's it's better, them. you know, not to be sad that you lost somebody, but without Decibel Geek. We would have never met Adam Cox. We'd have never right. met Rock and Ron Runyon, and we'd have never met Gary Corbett. So, and Dick Wagner for that. Yeah, you know, another one. I miss another a one lot. you can't forget. You know, and all these people that we would have never met, and we miss them terribly. But we're yeah. so grateful for the time we had with them. And I think Dick Wagner needs some special attention because, man, that was. Whew, 
that was some otherworldly shit talking to him. Yeah. Like that guy had a presence of nobody I've ever been around in my entire life. Like send chills through you just talking to him. His songwriting really speaks for itself, you know. It's right. a, like you know, and like he played with Alice, and he he was there during the glory years too, with Walking Up a Nightmare and all that stuff. But he also was at, was with Alice during Zipper Catches Skin and Dada, right. which yeah. were the low points. But all the crazy stuff we love. Yeah, but I'm mean, like, as we got into that stuff and dug into it, like there's real masterpieces on that stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, I still say. Um, his solo on Pass the Gun Around from Dada is one of my top 10 guitar solos of all time. Nice. It's just incredible. And, um, you know, he, he lived a life of uh, 10 men, you know, just definitely went through everything. If you haven't checked out his book, and uh, yeah, I'll do a plug for it now, even though he's not around anymore. The book's called Not Only Women Bleed, but the, the stories in that book are like what we had with him only scratched the surface. His book right. has a lot of amazing stories in it. And, we made a connection with Susie Michelson, who you know worked with us on the Artie Kornfeld interview for Woodstock, yeah. and she did send me the files for that, so we will be releasing that also. Oh, nice! Um, right on. Yeah. So, and that's a great interview as well, you know. Um, but while we're in the kind of in the Kiss world, I do want to play a clip from Julian Gill. Is that cool? Can I say one more thing about Dick Wagner before we go Absolutely, on? Absolutely, sure. So when we meet Dick Wagner, it's almost like. And wrestling fans will get this, The Undertaker. Yeah. It's almost like the gong goes off and the smoke rolls in and he comes in and it's like, I just, I've never met anybody with a presence like his. And it's like almost intimidating being in the shadow of this man. And we sit down and we're talking to him and we're talking to him and it's like, wow, this is, this is out of this world, you know, this conversation we're having. And then to get to the point where he, we're so in-depth in what we're asking and what we're talking about, and we're so interested in it. And, again, this goes back to, like, these guys are used to five-minute interviews on a radio station. What are you up to? What do you got going on? When are you coming to town? What can we expect? Thank you. Goodbye. You know, and then we're talking to them, and we're a totally different breed. Like, we are so into what he's telling us and so interested in his place in rock and roll history and have so much respect for his place in rock and roll history that this man that gives you chills undertaker style when he walks up to the table that you're going to interview him at breaks a tear a little bit and is amazed that people actually care enough to ask these kind of questions and it's like a moment to me in the whole history of doing this show where something crackled in my brain and goes, what you're doing is important. Yeah. You know, and I looked at Chris, I remember I looked at Chris and he looked at me the same way. And I was like, this is important shit we're doing. You know, we're not just having fun being rock and rollers, making jokes, you know, creating these shows. Mm -hmm. Some of this shit's really important that when, and then you know it later when Dick Wagner passes away, when Gary yeah. Corbett passes away, that this is some legacy stuff that we had a hand in creating that will hopefully be available forever so that when somebody later on discovers Alice Cooper, Gary Corbett's place in history and wants to know more about these people that hopefully throughout 
the future history, these things will still be available. And they'll be able to go back and learn more about these legendary people that are gone. And we had a had a real hand in that, you know. And yeah. as much fun as the show is, man, sometimes it's it's serious business. Yeah, well, it's a time capsule, you know. It's, right. Uh, we don't we don't see it all the time because, as we mentioned at the outset, it's to us we get the episode out and then we're on to the next one. But uh, at the same time when you lose people along the way, that stuff becomes even more important, you know, in hindsight. So it's, you know, and yeah. And I remember Dick getting teary eyed during that talk about Dada. And, uh, that, that took me aback too. I was kind of like, Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't know this was going to have this effect on him. And then I, uh, you know, one of my biggest, well, it's, it's not really a regret because I was trying, I had the right intention because, you know, we had talked after the the interview, and I said, you know, I'd love to do another albums unleashed with you. And he wanted to do one on um, from the inside, and and I I really wanted to do it because he was like, well, that album means a lot to me. And you know, Alice had just kind of gotten clean and was really in a good headspace. And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. But then, like, he immediately goes into the hospital not long after yeah. he was here in Nashville. And I remember telling it because I was talking to Susie too, and I was like. Yeah, he wants to do the show, but I want him to get well first. You know, I was like, he he's having I remember health. Remember that he was having health issues, and he was messaging me from his fucking hospital bed, and he's like, "We got to do this soon, or I'm not going to make it much longer." And I was like, "Dick," and you know, this is like what we went through with Rock and Ron. You don't want to look on the the negative side. Right. You want to you want to be positive and encourage them and and you because you love these people you want to believe that they're going to pull through it right so you say hey don't don't sweat it get it together you'll be all right and when this all blows over we will get together and we'll do it yeah and that's what i said i said he was right yeah and then he passed like a week later and um he was really wanting to i kind of wish i had done it but like how how are we going to do it he was in a hospital bed It, it probably wouldn't have happened anyway but it's um that is one of my more one of my regrets from the show. But um, at the same time, you know, Susie, I even called her at the time, and she was like, "Look, don't beat yourself up over it." He was sick; he wanted to do it, but at the same time, his health had. To, I was like, "Dick, your health has to take priority. It's not not about talking about an Alice Cooper record from the seventies, right?" And you know, when Susan comes back and tells us that Dick told her that that was one of the best interviews that he's ever done. Man, that that means the world to us. You know, I know that means the world to me. I know it means the world to you. Well, it did because, like, when we got and actually, the, I you know, even though I don't really talk to Mitch Lafon anymore, I do have to give him credit because he helped us set up our initial line of communication with Dick Wagner. Yeah. And um, when I talked to, I didn't know much other than Dick played on Beth and Every Time I Look at You by Kiss because we're Kiss nerds. Right. And then, if it wasn't for him and. I started researching for that interview. I started listening to all the Alice Cooper solo stuff from the years I didn't pay attention to. I fell in love with that stuff. And Alice Cooper is now one of my top five, maybe top one artists now. Yeah, likewise. I never listened to Dada until you told me we were doing that. And I was like, good God, where am I going to find Dada? And then I special ordered it. And I was like, why have I never heard this? And then it was on to the next, the next, all that Blackout Era stuff. Same thing. Fell in love with it. Would have never listened to it otherwise. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's stuff like that where 
your your taste changes because of the relationships you make on stuff. So I like that was that was a big deal to me. I always just viewed him as the fill in player for Kiss when Bob Ezra needed somebody. But like then I was like, wow, he's done a lot more than that. And yeah. Like one another one of my favorite songs from Alice Cooper is one that doesn't get a lot of credit. It's called "Might as Well Be on Mars." That's from the Hey Stupid record that he wrote. Yep. You know, that's an incredible ballad that he he was amazing at writing ballads. You know, he just he just had the magic touch for that stuff. And uh, I got CDs by a band called The Frost that I would have never have listened to before. And then it's like you meet Dick Wagner and be like, "This guy's amazing." I've got to find these, you know, I got to find everything. Yep. It's the history that really pulls you in on this stuff. And I, I'm, I'm glad so many people that listen to the show have kind of taken that ride with us as we go. Cause yeah. we're always discovering new stuff as we go too. So it's, it's like, it was not, I, I'll, and I know you, I, you agree with me. I'll never profess to know everything. We we've learned more doing this show than anything else. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and the people that, love it just as much as we do you know that's the amazing thing that the listeners there are people out there that are just as crazy as we are about this stuff yeah it's been quite a ride pretty cool people like glenn bennett who wrote in said wow 500 episodes that's amazing well done guys although i know you were sick to death of doing them your Kissmas in july episodes were fantastic i also am a huge fan of your albums unleashed episodes especially the Dada and the Tesla ones. Long live Decibel Geek Podcast, and here's to the next 500 episodes. That's from the UK. Nice. Thank you, Thank Glenn. you, Glenn. Let's do a uh, check-in with our friend Julian Gill from Kiss FAQ. Nice. Hey, Chris and Aaron. It's Julian from the Kiss FAQ and Look It's Rock and Roll Podcast. I want to offer you Congratulations. I'm reaching 500 episodes. It's quite an accomplishment to have kept going with something so long and so consistently. And for you guys, you know, it's not just consistency, it's evolution that your show has changed. It has evolved, but it has remained a high-quality, entertaining listen for all of those episodes, whether it's new noise, whether it's demolicious, whether it's best and worst. No matter how you frame a topic, it's how you frame that topic and the attention and detail that you guys give to it, the passion in the music, the love for rock from the 1960s to today that we get to enjoy as listeners. So keep up the great work, whether you're just getting started, halfway done or near the finish line at 500 episodes, keep doing what you're doing. It's appreciated by many listeners out there. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you every time you guys post a new episode. All the best. Nice. A lot of love and respect for Julian Gill. The voice of God. What a voice. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love Julian. Uh, I'll actually be seeing Julian. I'll be at the Cruise Fest thing. I'm helping out at the event in uh, L.A., and I think he's going to be there with uh, new copies of his book, The Kiss on Tour. Nice. So I'm awesome. excited to catch up with him, and, and he's also registered for Rockin' Pod, too. So I'm yeah, always great to see Julian and everybody else at Rock and Pod. Hey, wait a minute. Before we go on too much further, I think it's fair time to say, hey, everybody, quick reminder, we are all getting together in Nashville in 2023. Talking about March, the weekend of the 18th. We got stuff going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. 
The return of Rock and Pod is upon us. We've got a bunch of great guests announced already. We got Mark Weiss, the famous photographer. Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys coming. We've got who else did you announce already? Rick Fox is coming back. Oh yes. Fantastic. Love Rick Fox. All these years, we've accomplished a lot of amazing things. We've created countless awesome hours of rock and roll enjoyment for the world. Chris has put together Rock and Pod, where we've got amazing rock stars to come hang out with amazing podcasters from all over the world, where people can just come in and enjoy all of it to find vendors that are selling all the best rock and roll stuff. We've done this over the years. I'm very proud to say, for the first time ever, we're bringing Stevie Rochelle from Tough to Rockin' Pod. I can't believe it's finally happening. All the accomplishments over the years, it's all led up to this. Stevie Rochelle is coming to Rockin' Pod. (laughs) I knew you would be excited when I knew. I'm so happy. I can't believe it. Like, Rockin' Pod's been a thing for a long time, and every year I say, how about Stevie Rochelle? How about Stevie Rochelle? How about Stevie Rochelle? This year, my dreams are coming true. (laughs) One of my favorite frontmen from one of my all-time favorite bands, Josh Toomey said it earlier, it's tough, and I'm really excited for it. And I'm just as excited to find out that we might be getting him back on the show to continue where we left off with the next albums Unleashed with Tough. That's right. He agreed to do a Albums Unleashed on Religious Fix. One of my all-time favorite albums. I love it. Yeah, he's uh, he's totally excited about the the event and everything. He's like, let me know anything I can do to help promote it, anything to help push it. So, uh, you know, the, that's the type of guest I like, somebody who's willing to kind of be proactive and, and help actively promote it. So I think we'll be getting some metal sludge love as as we go forward nice yeah when it comes to marketing there ain't much smarter out there than stevie rochelle so to partner with him not only is it awesome because he's going to be there and you get to meet him get an autograph get a picture taken with him but he's going to teach us how to masterfully promote this thing and with the help of stevie rochelle and metal sludge this year is going to be the biggest one ever i'm sure from your lips to god's ears that's right i believe it's true you know, we had to wait a year before we could have Rock and Pod, so it's going to come back real strong. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to have him as one of the guests. And I've got more people I'm working on; just can't announce anything just yet. Fantastic! I can't wait. So the time to be thinking about this is right now. Like I said, it's the weekend of March 18th. You want to get into town early? You might want to even stay a day late. But if you're thinking about vacation time right now for the next year, your first big vacation, come to Nashville, spend the weekend with us. You know, there's going to be live music. You know, there's going to be awesome vendors, your favorite podcasters from all over the world. You don't even have to know who's all going to be there yet because, you know, by judging from years past, it's going to be a lot of rock and roll people that are super awesome. They're going to be excited to meet you. You're going to get to meet them going to do live panels on stage you're going to get to meet your favorite podcasters it's awesome i can tell you as somebody that's been to every single rock and pod there's been they're fantastic 
the brotherhood, the sisterhood of rock and roll is strong within these things. So if you got some vacation time you need to burn up right at the beginning of the year, March, it's perfect. The weather's going to be amazing here in Nashville. We're going to have a great time. So if you want to come to Rockin' Pod, go to rockinpod.com to get all your information and come to town. Hang out with us. It's a blast. Ask any of your favorite podcasters. They'll tell you. You're the best. I love you. I love it, man. It's I, like I was telling you earlier, you know, sales, eh, it sucks. Nobody likes being a salesman. But you get something you believe in, I'll talk about it all day long. You want to talk about Rockin' Pod? I'll tell you all about it. It's fun every year, and sorry to turn into a commercial for Rock and Pop, but uh, you know, he, it kind of goes hand in hand with Decibel Geek. So, if uh, if if there wasn't Decibel Geek, there wouldn't be a Rock and Pop. That's right. a fact. Do you want to hear from our favorite uh, whiskey snorter? Yes, yes, I do. I want. I can't wait to see the live event at Rock and Pod. But yeah, let's hear from Mark Alden Taylor. Here we go. Hey man, this is Mark Alden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast. Congratulations, Chris and Aaron, on your 500th episode. That fucking rocks, man. Now I gotta go snort some more whiskey, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> nice, awesome. <laughs> I love that dude. He's so fun. I do too. Even even though he's had wars with Ian and Ralph, I uh, he, he he definitely has a sense of humor and can take a joke. I love yeah. Mark. And he's never told us we can't be friends with those guys. <laughs> no, that's right. Thank you. So we should get to the we should get to these clips though, because I got a lot of them to play here. So I want to make sure we we get everybody in. While okay, we, yeah. While we we're can. the the more we drink and the more we celebrate, the longer I know. this is going to go. This is like long winded to the max, but hey, we're having fun, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, Chris and Aaron, this is Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock podcast. And from all of us here at Growing Up Rock, a huge congratulations to you both on reaching 500 episodes. That, my friends, is truly an amazing accomplishment. As every podcaster knows, a lot of work goes into putting together quality content each week. Your show, much like ours, is not just a record and upload type show. Thought goes into the content and then editing and then cleanup has to happen. It's a whole process. You guys know this. It's also amazing that both of you have actually stayed married to awesome women while putting out 500 (laughs) episodes, which I know gives hope to many of the podcasters locked up in their mother's basements today. For me personally, when I had two and sometimes three-hour commutes and traffic every day, your podcast was one of the very few rock and roll podcasts that kept me company. And for that, I'm grateful for the work you guys did. Back then, there weren't a whole lot of rock and roll podcasts. Now there's more than enough to keep you company. Mm -hmm. Your podcast indirectly first introduced me to my eventual co-host, Sonny Pooney which I would later find out that is both a blessing and a curse, although I'm pretty positive he feels the exact same way about me. Chris and Aaron, thank you again for helping carry the flag for great rock music and single-handedly helping give hope to potential podcasters everywhere with the thought, if these guys can do it, shit, so can I. (laughs) 
<laughs> I kid, but honestly, you guys know I consider you my friends and I'm proud of the accomplishments you both have achieved in this community, whether it's the Decibel Geek podcast or the Big Rock and Pod Expo. You both have done amazing. Cheers to you both. And here's to another 500 episodes. Oh, man. Listen, I want to tell you all. I want to tell you, you've been a dynamite audience, and you deserve to give yourselves a round of applause. Let's go. Nice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, well, man. Got, Love it. I got I to play the other side of the coin. Here's Sonny Pooney. Chris, Aaron, this is Sonny from Growing Up Rock. In Podcast Rock City, congratulations on your 500th episode. It's hard being around that long, dude. But you know what? You guys are the best at what you do. Others might do it also in podcasting, but nobody does it like you guys do. Keep rocking, baby. Sonny Pooney, my man. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Very cool. Sonny cracks me up because... Like so, Sonny did a donated episode for his first podcast appearance ever on our show. Right, and we we have him on. We do the show; it goes great. And then I was like, "Hey, um, how do you want me to do this?" And then he was like, "Don't use." He said something like, "Don't use my name or don't tag me." He was like, "I'm trying to be private about things." And then look at us now; like he he's all over the internet. He's yeah. on like three different fucking shows. Yeah, and I was like, boy, boy, you really uh, you grabbed that spotlight and you didn't let it go, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he yeah. was he he was great. To going from hey, let's keep this discreet to hey, everybody, check out these ten shows I do. Right? Yeah, it was it was the funniest thing because he was like trying to be like super coy about it, which of course yeah. LC from uh, Cobras and Fire used to be the same way. And I'm like, ah, everybody knows right. who you are. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> I was like, my name's Senzak, and I went with it instead of a stage right, name. I should, yeah. I should have, I should have, t- should not have thought that through, you know. That's why sh- you should change your name to Sinsack. S I N S A C K. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. The sack full of sin, Chris oh, Sinsack. I I needed to pick a car model. Oh yeah, smarter than me. Yeah, but Aaron Camaro goes. Aaron Camaro goes back further than podcasting. Yeah, way back, because when I worked on radio, they said, you know, come up with a name. And I was like, all right, you know, so I'm thinking of, you know, FM rock station names, and Aaron Camaro was one of them. So then when I brought my list back in the next day, I said, how about this? And they're like, no. How about this? And they're like, no. How about this? No. How about Aaron Camaro? No. They're like, what's your middle name? I said, David, that's you. You're Aaron David. So that Camaro's been around for a long time. And then when I started doing the wrestling thing, I was going as Aaron David. I was like, man, that's just too plain for professional wrestling. I got to come up with something cool. And then I thought back to years ago with a group of friends I hung out with. There was two Aaron's. One Aaron had the Camaro. It was Aaron with the Camaro. Aaron with the Camaro. Aaron Camaro. I like that. Got a ring to it. So that's where that all comes from. Yeah, because I, I get people regularly asking me, like, is Camaro is really, really his last name? <laughs> well, it's actually pr- pronounced Camaro, but, you know, yeah. for showbiz, he pronounces it Camaro. I just tell him yes. 
All right, well, this is a lot of fun going through these clips. I love everybody giving us our props for making it 500 episodes. All right, got any more? For another one? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I got a lot more. Okay, <laughs> cool. We We've moved into the drunk portion of the show, but hey, it's a celebration, <laughs> right? All right, here we go. Hey, Chris and Aaron, this is Matt Porter jumping in to congratulate you on 500 episodes of the Decibel Geek Podcast. Whether you're sharing the new noise or the latest rock news or letting everyone know that radio does suck or even talking about that guy who used to be in Kiss, what's his name? Never mind. You are always producing interesting and fun content for everyone who is still cranking up rock and heavy metal. 500 episodes is a huge accomplishment, but I can't leave without saying thank you for all of the work that you have done to make the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo a reality. I have great memories with so many fantastic people, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all in March. Thanks, guys. Congratulations, and I'll see you soon in Nashville. Awesome. Love Matt Porter. What a voice. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Matt always has a blast when he comes to Nashville, and uh, Rock and Pod would never be the same without him, so I'm excited no. to see that he's going to be coming back next year. Heck yeah, man. That's amazing. I love it. To get this kind of recognition from people that I love and respect so much is awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of another people, another person we love, check this out. Hey, Chris and Aaron. It's your boy Paul Korn here in Oklahoma to congratulate you both on a stellar 500 episodes. Uh, I first caught on to the Decibel Geek podcast somewhere around 2011. I think it was a Radio Sucks show somewhere around the first uh, 10 episodes recorded, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, after that, I became a dedicated geek, and the Decibel Geek podcast is still my favorite listen uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, uh. Since discovering the show, I've been able to meet you both in person, appear on a few episodes, and even emerge victorious against the mighty Chris Sinzak in a game of Beat the Geek. I'm beyond <laughs> proud of you both for the continuous work that you put into this show. You are a huge part of keeping our beloved music genre alive, and we get to go along for the ride. Your respect for the artists, roadies, costumers, producers, engineers, the list just goes on and on. It just goes to show the massive heart that you guys pump into every episode. Here's to 500 more and then some. Love you guys. Bye. Hell yeah, Paul Corn, our man. Good old Paul Corn. He's the reason, we're the reason that he got married. That's right. Because without our approval, <laughs> it would have never happened. <laughs> oh, it, it was just a matter of us drinking too much the day that him and his girlfriend at the time came over, and I kept saying, your wife. And, yeah. Uh, he, he's like, we're not married. I'm like, well, you will be soon. And sure enough, they have a super happy marriage. So I'm really happy for him and Natalie. Well, that's one of those things where, like, they talk about, you know, how you can manifest things. You know, yeah. you made that mistake that day and kept calling her his wife, and you manifested that. And eventually, of course, they got married. Speaking of that, you know, when I was living in Wisconsin and knew that I was moving to Nashville, I'll always remember looking at the Revolutions Per Minute by Skid Row CD and looking at that and seeing Michael Wagner's name on there and going, oh, wow, this was recorded in Nashville. You know, and from coming from a small town in Wisconsin where not a whole lot of exciting stuff happens, to think about moving to a place like Nashville, it's like, wow, Skid Row records their albums there. 
And Michael yeah. Wagner, the famous producer, is there. You know, I could move to a place like that. You know, maybe someday I could even meet Michael Wagner. Wow, did that come true? <laughs> and another person that became a friend out of the whole thing and, and you know, produced our, our childhood soundtrack. Yeah, and to think, you know, from being sitting in Wisconsin, looking at that CD, thinking about how that could someday come true, to manifest it, to have Michael Wagner on the show multiple times, be somebody that we can talk to like a friend, and know, like you said, that he produced so many albums that are so important to us, and he's such a legendary figure, but he's a friendly, awesome dude at the same time. We'd have never got yeah. to meet Michael Wagner without Decibel Geek. No, no. It's been a great conduit for us. The one. Metallica. My life. June 28th at Louisville Garden. Metallica. Metallica's Damage Justice Tour. The summer Metallica brings their message to the millions. Metallica, Metallica, with very special guest, the Cult. And now, Deep Thoughts with David Lee Roth. I want to take this time to say that this is real whiskey here. The only people who put iced tea in Jack Daniels bottles is the Clash, baby! Hi, this is Satan. And when I'm not laughing or spreading my wings, I'm listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Some, some feedback from a listener named John Popolinski. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name. Uh, he says, there's so many I could choose from, but I'll give you the, my top five in no particular order. One, Albums Unleashed with Skid Row and Rachel Boland and Michael Wagner. This was the first episode I ever listened to. You guys conducted a professional and entertaining episode. I was hooked immediately. Number two, Alice Cooper Blackout Era. Just the fact that you guys acknowledge this period in his career and makes his, this podcast better than the rest. Nice. Number three, rat discussion with Alexi Lawless. This yeah. episode got me back into rat. Enough said. Number four, albums unleashed poison. Look what the cat dragged in with Ricky rocket. This was my favorite album when I was nine in 1987. You guys did an amazing job with this interview. Number five, New York rocks with Tony Mann. You guys literally conducted the best interview because you just let him talk. Amazing. Yeah. Keep doing what you guys do. You have a listener for life. Thank you. But yeah, that was another good one with Tony Mann. Yeah. And it got mentioned earlier too, the one with uh crazy Joe Renda. Yeah. It was an amazing oh, one. 
Some of our best interviews are ones where we just say, hey, tell us about this. And we just kick back because we conduct interviews the same way that the people listening to this show would conduct the interviews. We're not going to talk over everybody because we're here to hear these stories. And with Tony Mann, with Crazy Joe Renda and countless others, man, that's a combination that works. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm surprised to see so much love for the Alexi Lawless rat discussion. That was a wild story how that led up because I think he commented on a Twitter post or something and he was like, hey, I love your show. And I was like, is that the Alexi Lawless that was the soccer soccer player? Because he used to get like a lot of press on MTV back in the 90s. Yeah, he was the rock and roll soccer player. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it is the real guy. And I was like, holy shit, this is this is really him. And then uh, I got to meet up with him at NAMM in 2017 and hang out with him for the day. And uh, just a super nice guy. And I guess he's a regular broadcaster in the soccer world. I don't really follow soccer, but he uh, he's a big ma- big fan of rat and hair metal. And uh, super nice guy. Just love the... F- it's weird the people you cross paths with doing a show, you know. Right. And it's always cool to talk to somebody like that that's outside of what you would consider the circle of rock and roll, but still a fan of it just the same as us. Sure, he's a super famous soccer player, but he's just a rock and roller just like the rest of us. So, yeah, that was really interesting to get to talk to him, and it always keeps my hopes alive to someday we'll get to talk to Hulk Hogan about rock and roll. I'll just say it now because you manifested it with Vinnie Vincent. I'll just say Hulk Hogan will come on our show at some point i know he we'll will if, i know he we'll will see if it works brother All right, let's hear from another one of our friends congrats to chris and aaron on episode 500 very few shows make it this far and what i'm about to say is something that i'm sure a lot of other podcasters or people in general could say I know of a lot of different podcasters. I have a lot of different acquaintances within the podcast community, but there are very few people that I would consider friends, and I consider Chris and Aaron friends. So congrats once again on episode 500, and here's to a million more. Yeah! Yeah, love it. (laughs) Likewise, Victor. That's our friend Victor Ruiz from... Mars Attacks, which is now retired, and the new Signals from Mars podcast that's coming out. Did you guys ever figure out what I was saying about you in French? Well, yeah, he did. Well, he, I think he translated it, didn't he? No, I sent it to him. I told him what I said about him, but I don't think I ever said what I told you what well, I said about you. Oh, well, something about like making the girl's panties drop or something. Oh, that right? was his, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For I, you. I that much. Okay, I'll break it down for you. For you, basically, I said you had a cock like the Eiffel Tower. Oh, <laughs> I had so much fun trying to teach myself how to talk dirty in French. Oui, oui. The things you learn by having to host this podcast yeah. has broadened my horizons so much, whether it be listening to some band I've never heard of before or trying to teach myself how to speak French for an episode. <laughs> it's pretty great. All right, you want to hear another clip? Yes, please. All right, here's another one of our friends. This is Ray from Dawn of the Rising saying congratulations on their 500th episode to Chris and Aaron on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Rock on. Fuck yeah. See, that's another thing, too, right there. 
we talk about all the legends of rock and roll that we've got to interact with, you know, and it's amazing. But what's so important to us is like the Fresh Blood episodes. It's not just paying tribute to the legends of the past. It's about the importance of keeping this music relevant and important and feeding it and loving it and keeping it coming. And to meet guys like Ray and Ignacio from Dawn of the Rising and this band is fucking awesome and they're a new band, you know, newer because they've been around for a couple of years now. But to most of the world, this is a new rock band and yeah. one of the most awesome bands I've heard in the last I don't know how many years. And to become friends with these guys and they're wearing our shirts and their videos and we've right. seen other bands do this. You know, we've mm-hmm. caught videos of bands on stage. You know, Eric Brittingham on stage wearing a Decibel Geek t-shirt. Stacy Blades. That's right. You know, how cool is that? You know, from that to, you know, me going to work and finding out that a co-worker of mine, you know, who I was talking to about the show the day before, listened to us, liked us, and went out and bought a Decibel Geek t-shirt. These are some of the coolest people on earth. You want to be as cool as these people? It's so easy. Get yourself a Decibel Geek t-shirt. It's our number one source of income. Please. (laughs) Buy a t-shirt. We don't sell enough of those. But it's cool to see where they turn up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for my uh, my memory card is getting full, so I want to make sure we get through all these clips okay. before we uh, we get off the here because this is a super long episode. I super hope you guys long. appreciate. I'm it. glad you're editing this one. <laughs> it, well, either way, it's been fun to record, and yeah. like you know, if you want to listen to this in parts, that's fine. But this is this this episode is kind of for us, so right. I hope you guys are cool with that. So here's a here's another clip. Hey, this is Kristen Chembeck, aka Mighty K. Congratulations, Chris and Aaron, on 500 episodes of the Decibel Geek podcast. Huge. This is so awesome. I look forward to the next 500 and then some. I'll tell you what, you guys, you know I love and adore you. Thank you so much for all the entertainment, the music, the knowledge, all the laughs, Thank you for FFA, FFTs every Friday night. Oh, wait, not every Friday night. <laughs> we should get back to that, though. Every mm. Friday night, damn it. FFA, FFT. <laughs> and thank you for Rockin' Pod Expo. I love seeing my family, my Decibel Geek family and friends. I just thanks so much for everything, guys. Keep up the good work. Super beyond proud of you. Just so happy for you. Again, here's to 500 freaking more and then some. The number one of the number one percent. That's right. Yeah, she's the best. So awesome. I mean, it just, golly, some of this, you guys make me want to cry. Seriously. (laughs) You're getting verklempt. I am. I'm getting all warm and fuzzy. Me too. Let's go to another one of our friends here. This one just came in today, actually. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Joe here from Podcast Rock City. And on behalf of everybody on the show, we would like to wish the Decibel Geek, Chris and Aaron, a uh, big congratulations on show number 500. That is amazing, especially since we know that it is pretty much impossible 
to work with Chris. I'm just saying, we know how hard it is for Aaron, but he, you just keep doing you, boo. We know, we know you're the star. We know. Just kidding. We love you guys. Congratulations on 500. That's super amazing. Peace. Nice. Joe Polo, man. Love that guy. One of the... Got to give out to the shout to Joe and Karen. One of the best parties I ever been to in my life was at yes. their place down in Atlanta and the weekend of the Vinnie Vincent deal. So much fun. And Kevin Williams and Rock and Ron and everybody else that hung out with us that weekend. Shecky, man, love that guy. He's been along with us for a long time, too. You know, he shows up to all the fun stuff. You know, and it's fun to think about all the cool stuff we've gotten to do. Like, I think about the last Rockin' Pod when, after it was all over the next Sunday, we went to SIR Studios and are up on stage and getting to interview Carmine and Vinny, the yeah. Apathy of Peace brothers, in yeah, front of right. in front of their most ardent fans. And when we oh, were man. done, they were like, that was awesome. You know, so to sit down on stage with a couple of legends like that, you know, and Shecky was there hanging out with us that whole weekend. And, you know, to be able to interview them and do what we do and know that their most hardcore fans are sitting right here in front of us. That's the audience. And they love it when we're done. And everyone's like, what's the name of your show? I was like, fuck, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, Shecky wound up getting a... He's got a roadie gig with those guys now. I know it. I know it. And the beautiful circle of rock and roll life just grows and grows and grows. Out of Decibel Geek, out of Rock and Pod, so many friendships, so many business partnerships, so many things have come out of this because a couple of dudes from Nashville decided they wanted to get on the airwaves somehow and show the world that rock and roll is still fucking important. You know, and it and it's yeah. still valuable and people still care about it. And, you know, the the audience that we've gathered and the people that come to Rock and Pod, I mean, it whew, it blows my mind a little bit. And it might be all these cores talking, but I'm feeling <laughs> feeling the love. I'm feeling a lot yeah. of love right now. Well, the hard seltzers are talking to me. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm a puss, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't head for the mountains. But yeah, we got a few more clips to go, and my memory card's getting full, so I'll right. make sure we get these in. Here's uh, here's some familiar voices to any of you who've listened for a long time. Hey, nice. I'm Ralph Vieira, also known as Doctor Beep, <laughs> and with me is. Oh yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> Ian Wadley. What's up, Ralph? Ah, not much, man. I just wanted to uh, get you on uh, here on the interwebs and uh, for you to join along with me to wish and congratulate Decibel Geek for 500 episodes. Who? Decibel (laughs) Geek. Is that the one that Neil Young's all pissed off at? No. Is this the one with the the guy from Fozzie? Uh... I don't think so. I'm not sure, though. Wait a minute. Is that the guys that are always ragging on Sammy Hagar and tell all the funny mom jokes? No, that's us. Oh, I love that show. (laughs) We're off. (laughs) Wait a minute. Is is that the the one with the Pollock and the the guy with the bandana that thinks wrestling's real? And likes Ugly Kid Joe. Oh, shit. 
Nice. How can you forget that combination? What did they do? 500 episodes? Yeah, you know, next year, coincidentally, I turned 500. (laughs) Wow, I I heard 250 of them were about Vinnie Vincent, and the other 250 were albums produced by Michael Wagner. (laughs) Now, Now it's all coming back to you. Oh, wow, such range. Hey, and how's your mom, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I can't. I, she's right here with me, but she can't talk because her mouth's full. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, hold on. Hey. Here, here, here. I'm going to have her do an impression of Donald Duck. <laughs> mom, that you? <laughs> yeah, that's her. Both of you. <laughs> Bitch, too much teeth, baby. Oh, See, comedy gold. If this uh, was it, Disciples of the Geek, if they did shit like this, I'd listen more often. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I just threw in a mom and dick joke, you know, because she's sucking my dick. Oh, see, we're we're twice the show, but you know, God bless these kids and their 500 episodes. I hope we hear 500 more. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you in Nashville. That's right. You all roll, and congratulations on 500 episodes. Schmack him a gob and bang bang pizza skulls. <laughs> nice. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Gotta love the podcast kings. Undisputed. Never never a dull moment with those guys. Well, so maybe, we got, uh, maybe a little disputed. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I still say they cheated, but anyway. Everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get into tournament talk. We'll be here for another two hours. Um, so we got a couple Victor's more clips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Victor, don't do that again, even though I know you're planning on it. Um, oh, nice. We got a couple more clips to go. Here's a, here's one of the two, and then we'll we'll finish out with a, a very familiar voice. But here we go. Here's one of the two. So rumor has it that Aaron Camaro Chris and Zach have re- are recording their 500th episode. Can you guys believe that? 500th? Jeez, man, the Chris's. They bored us for that long? How in the hell did that happen? <laughs> are they getting paid for this shit? I don't know. Oh, I think they've paid for it for sure. <laughs> I think we all pay for it. It's I don't get it every week. Every I don't know who's paying for it. You know. Mrs. Sinzak, Mrs. Camaro. <laughs> wow, they're paying for it for sure. Yeah. Remember when you remember when Chris was that real nice, short-haired little guy, he was real clean-cut, everything. Now he's starting. I think he's trying to get this Crystal Gale thing going on. He's trying to hit the floor with it. <laughs> wow, Crystal Gale. Crystal Gale. Yeah, that's it's... very interesting. Yeah, I was gonna like at least start laying in dive. He'll get on a horse and. Swooped his hair around and walk around, you know, walk, <laughs> right around naked in, in Nashville. <laughs> I thought he was going for the Fabio look, is what he was going for. That. True. Then maybe 2020 version of Fabio, but maybe that's in it. Yeah, he is the he is the Zen Zach. Oh yeah, I can't I can't figure out how Aaron Camaro is still getting close since Kmart closed like 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't figure that out. I think Goodwill has a lot. Oh, of that's yeah, yeah. yeah, I got, I got you. No, Goodwill's too high brow. He goes to Salvation Army. <laughs> oh. I don't even know about that. I think he's stealing them off homeless people. Oh, maybe. 
Damn. But seriously, fellas, 500 episodes is quite quite an accomplishment, and we're very proud of you guys. Pretty badass, fellas. Pretty badass. I know, you're, I know you probably don't think the same, but we're glad to call you friends. Yeah. <laughs> Not after this. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Have a good one, man. Suddenly, we've been blackballed from Rock and Pot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get a re- I'll get a refund. That's funny. No refunds. Chris and Aaron, seriously, congratulations on 500 episodes. And Alan still can't talk. It doesn't matter who show he's on. (laughs) That's the ages of rock guys. So I guess we should probably make the announcement, too, that we're also going to carry on this celebration on to Friday the 21st when we do Friday Night Live. So while these guys are burning up all their material early on this episode... We're doing a very special Friday Night Live on the 21st. That's going to be 7 p.m. Central Time. You do the time math for yourself, depending on where you live. But we're going live, and we've got a lot of special guests, and it's going to be the rock and roll roast of Chris and Aaron from the Decibel Geek Podcast with a lot of special guests coming on to bust our balls. Hopefully they didn't burn out all their good material today. And got a little something left for us for the 21st. So be thinking about that on Friday night, the 21st at 7 p.m. Central. We're going live with special guests for the roast of Chris and Aaron. You guys want to join us for that? It's live. It ain't like this where you can listen to it whenever you want. You got to be there for it. So join us for that. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun for somebody. Well, I hope they're holding back some of their best material because some of that sucked. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, we appreciate any uh, any feedback we've gotten from you guys, and it's been a it's been a joy to hear from so many friends and and people we really consider family through this thing. And brother, I mean, it's been a long 500 episodes, but man, I I think we've done some really cool stuff over the years. And, uh, above all else, I appreciate your friendship and, and it's been a, it's been a joy to do this with you. 100% true. Do you have a top five favorite episodes? Ooh, wow. Top five favorite episodes. Mm. All right. Let me tell you what I'm thinking while you're thinking of that. Okay. I'm going to say anything with Gary Corbett, anything with Dick Wagner, yeah. It's pretty tough because there's been some amazing ones. The John Karabi albums unleashed yes. was amazing. I think I'm gonna put that uh, as number three. Oh man. These are in no particular <laughs> order also. If I break well, down one me more on the spot here. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I guess anything with Michael Wagner, that casts a wide net because we've done a lot of stuff stuff with him that's been amazing. But to me, always number one is going to be the Beat the Geek with Rock and Ron. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) As funny as the interview was, I think pulling the wool over people's eyes and getting revenge for that was so sweet. When me and Rock and Ron conducted that plan together, to trick you for the beat the geek. And the amazing thing about that was the way it was set up was rock and Ron was going to get really hard questions and get them all right. 
and yeah. you were going to get really, really hard questions about all your favorite bands, and you were supposed right. to get them all wrong. <laughs> like, they were supposed to be so difficult that they were going to be impossible. And then if you questioned it, I'd say, well, damn, man, I'm asking you Alice Cooper questions. I'm asking you Thin Lizzy and Ramones questions. But you son of a gun, you even got some of them right. So that was the wrench yeah. that was thrown in. But at the end, to be able to reveal that this was all a joke played on you and having Rock and Ron be in on it, and he did such an amazing job that my expectations and my plans that I'd laid out so perfectly, the way he did it, it blew away anything that I had imagined as far as how funny that was going to be. So for me, always, man, I got to throw Starsky in there too because his, yeah. you know, this is your podcast life mm. was pretty amazing. That one almost made me cry that day. But yeah, me too. The one with Rock and Ron, where we tricked <laughs> you, yeah. is my number one favorite of all time. Oh, just hearing the joy in both of your voices when, you guys, <laughs> when I realized that I had been bamboozled. Uh, it was worth it just for the content and the show that it made. So I was kind of like, I was pissed at both of you, but I was like, you know what? For the show, that's worth it. So I, okay. I would probably make that my number one, too. I could listen to that every day. Yeah. And I, you totally had me fooled. I had no idea that, <laughs> that you guys had had done that behind the scenes. And it was so funny because it started so innocently of Rock Ron going, you know, I just I don't think I have a chance against Sinzak. And I was like, we can fix that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the you, fix you was did. in. <laughs> Yeah, the fix was definitely in. It was like Rock and Ron was Tom Brady of the podcast world. It was awesome. Uh, I miss that guy so much. Me too. He's uh, he was one of a kind for sure. But uh, I guess if I, I mean, I don't know if I want to do top five because that's a little hard to do. But I mean, like certain ones that stick out, mostly because of like the interaction we had per personally, the John Karabi. You know, going drink for drink with John Karabi in a East Nashville bar to yeah. talk about the Motley Crue episode, the Motley Crue album. Um, that was a lot of fun. We we all stumbled out of that bar that night. That yeah. was that was a blast. Um, two course, amazing episodes out of that. We did, and then uh, of course Mark Slaughter, where we had to move the interview space like three times that night yeah, to make it yeah. work. Um, I remember the, driving from place to place, calling him, going. Yeah, we were going to come over here. This place is closed. We'll try the next place. Oh, this place yep. is packed. And then we finally get, what, a no Charlie's? I think so, yeah. And we ask him to put, him, put us in the back. And still, to this day, it's cool to see how, like, the waitresses were all, like, giggly and giddy oh, yeah. over the fact that Mark Slaughter was in there. You know, and that was they were just a couple of years ago. And they knew who he was, and they were so oh, excited. Yeah. And... uh Cal Hintz making me ask a question to Mark Slaughter about Sergeant Slaughter is something I'll never forget. <laughs> that was great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I mean, other ones, you know, like Billy Sheehan in person meeting him. Yeah. That was great. He I was mean, an that, awesome that, guy. Certain interviews stick out of court, but uh, then, uh, you know, even on the some of the ones we've done through Skype, you know, Pixie Asmon, you know, yeah. amazing, amazing talks. You know, it's hard. I can't pick a top five. Desmond Child in person, that right. was amazing. Yeah, that was awesome, too. It was a lot of fun. 
There's a lot of great stuff. And then, of course, you know, having Toomey on for the first time doing talking about Metallica, that yeah. was great. You know, it, it, we've had so many amazing memories and also pivoting during quarantine when the lockdown happened. We had to completely change the way the show was done. And I think some of those, the, some of those were some of the most entertaining episodes we ever did. You I think know, so, was, too, when we were just talking to our friends about yeah. whatever and then doing a round to beat the geek at the end. Yeah, I mean we've had we've had a lot of great times, and you know we've changed through the times over over the years, and it's just been it's been so much fun. And you know, of course, we have multiple people this week telling us to do five hundred more. So I guess we're on the clock now, right? That's right. And so it goes back to business as usual for us. So this has been episode five hundred of the Decibel Geek Podcast. Chris, what are we doing next week? And so the cycle continues. <laughs> So we're going to hear from a familiar voice, the last name. Well, actually, probably not a familiar voice, but a familiar name. It's the last person I mention every time that we do Geeks of the Week. And uh, we're going to let him close out the show, and we'll see you next week. See you next week for 500 more. 501. It's a good place to start. Happy 500th episode, Chris and Aaron. Decibel Geek Podcast has made me who I am. Coming at you from the Mooger Fooger. Ninety-two percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. Ninety-two percent because of a bike. Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking, but now it's like three miles and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Shop. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.